This podcast is a production of Mutant Donkey. Uh, if you like Mutant Donkey, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash mutant donkey. You can also follow us on Twitter at mutant underscore donkey. We also have a presence on YouTube at the Mutant Donkey channel, so please like and subscribe if you like this. Thank you. Mute donkey. Mute. Fair warning, the Mutant Donkey podcast may be inappropriate for people without a sense of humor or for people under the age of 30. Thank you for listening. That'll happen. You know, I saw a bunch of Kickstarters go down, which is unfortunate uh, because uh, Ethan and I were at PAX South earlier this year. And I'm actually recording this stuff. Like, technically, the podcast is about to start, so we're starting. Josue is about to jump in. So, Ethan and I yeah, went I to. recording, actually. It was actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I was hitting. Actually... I think I hit the record button a little bit late this time. Uh, but no, Ethan and I went to with Andrew and. Oh, you know about that because you were complaining yeah, that we left you out. <laughs> Yeah, you guys were like, hey, we're going. I'm like, oh, I would have. Yeah, well, I didn't know because that was just a weekend. It was technically like three days. Yeah, and honestly, it probably wouldn't have been worth flying out for. Yeah. It was day. a lot of fun, though. I mean, we had a blast over there. The, um, what was I talking about? Yes, we met some guys that played a lot of Axis and Allies. They were Aggies. There were like three or four of them. And they came out with a game uh, over battle, I think it's called. Um, oh, yeah, that is. And uh, oh, Mr. Lacey is here listening to our podcast live perfectly. Hey, mm-hmm. I mean, perfect. Hi, Mr. Lacey. We, What's have, up? we still have the uh, t shirts for Over Battle. Yeah, we have. So, this is a game that uh, is done by uh, kind of assimilating some of the rules from uh, Axis and Allies, but in a very basic yeah. way, like combat rules. And then you adapt that to, uh, to an overall. And Kennyman, you'll probably like this because it's like a space exp- uh, exploration and conquering game. So, the whole mat of the game is just space. And you have a neutral faction that starts doing random stuff, and then everybody else is trying to conquer planets. And, and in the end, you have to conquer one other enemy's planet to win, so whoever does that wins. And it sounds very simple, but it's not. Like, you have a lot of different units that counter and do different things. You have uh, transport ships. You have, like, maybe satellite things around your, your world that can defend against things. You have mechs. You have regular troops that you can drop in planets. So... I mean, it's highly involved, and I think you can play up to like six players. I think there's an expansion where you can play six players. But right now, they're currently having their Kickstarter, and I think the first day they raised like $10,000. But that was just as the virus news was coming in. So uh, I think they're raising now less than $1,000 every couple of days. And their goal is like 59,000, which I think is a little bit high. And they're almost halfway there, but they got like maybe 36 days left. So I don't think that's going to happen. But a couple of the other games that I saw at PAX South, and this was January, I think it was January like 17th earlier this year. Some of these other uh, games um, are putting their Kickstarters on hold. For some reason, Overbattle, I guess they already had committed to, you know, doing their thing. So they, they were stuck in the pattern. So I unfortunately I don't think they're gonna get funded. I really want them to get funded, but um, well, that's it. Is it? Oh, did you say over battle or ogre battle? Over, over, O V E R. Unless, unless that's like uh, ogres in space, but no, it's uh, over battle. That kind of sucks. That I haven't. Well, I'll look at it. I'll definitely. Yeah. Daddy didn't mention the 
the refugee aspect of it. The refugee? What, the, the Russian guy with the Russian game? With you the know, catch, catch interest and stuff, I mean, you know, it's hard to say. Sometimes some people wait until, um, you know, kind of late in the game, too. Yeah, they do, uh, and some people kind of jump the gun. Some people don't. Ha you know, I'm I'm taking notes for whenever I launch my thing, maybe in a year or a year and a half, uh, because you know people do a lot of legwork, but other people just kind of uh, they do some legwork, but then even before their game is at a presentable stage, you kind of jump the gun. I want to put it on Kickstarter. I think the crucial thing is to have enough patience to know when to put it on Kickstarter. That there's this temptation to just go out and just put it on there, but if you don't have something finished, if you don't have a professional-looking video on there, uh, really, the, I think the video just helps draw you in because that's half the stuff I look at when I go into Kickstarter. I don't know about, about you, but if they have like a decent-looking video with a product that looks like it's finished, when they have a good proof of concept, then man, I mean, if it's some guy with like some PDF pages or some handwritten stuff and that's all there is, then like you know, you got you need to bake that a little bit longer. So. You know, I don't, I don't know, but it's just too bad that uh, that that happened. Yeah. So we also can saw, they do what? another Kickstarter? This one fails. Yes, they can, but it's just okay. So it's not that bad. Well, yeah, but I don't know. You know, the the hard thing is to like keep momentum. You know, they gotta. You know, you lose momentum, you're done. So. Well, the thing is, like, well, once you fail the first time, you know, it's like if you don't. Do, you know, you don't do any, you know, you have to kind of, people, you know, people that were interested the first time might not come back. You almost have to, you have to kind of raise the, you know, you got to do something extra to, you know, if you're going to, it's going to be twice as hard the second time. So you got to have like yeah, even is. more power. But you know, this, this guy's got the, you know, the dice tower, those, the dice tower guys, they, because sometimes they do previews. I don't know if you pay them or how you get their attention, but they have a preview video actually kind of reviewing the components for the game and everything. And I think Board Game Geek had a preview video too. So they were well connected. So, and I mean, they did make $10,000 in one day and right now they're up to like $23,000, $24,000. I mean, I, honestly, they should be pushing. I mean, with coronavirus, like there's a lot of, you know, captive audience stuff. They should probably be. Literally like, captive be audience. <laughs> huh? <laughs> like literally captive audience, they have nothing yeah, else to do. Literally captive audience. I mean, they should be, um, you know, like advertising on Reddit. You know, like do you know do ask me anything's on Reddit. They should be like, you know, like going around and just like, you know, talking to people and just you know, like there should be you know like putting stuff on Facebook and on Reddit and social. You know, like just trying to drive. You know, like find board gaming groups and just like try to you know go kind of go viral i guess but yeah it's hard you know plus they have do they, do they have a playable version oh yeah we were there dem demoing their their game they had a full See, they be, like they should be streaming they should be like playing the game like streaming it on like twitch or something you know what i mean like they gotta like yeah maybe gotta... i can maybe i can recommend that because I mean, i've commented a couple of times but I, maybe i can leave a message like, or yeah, something you gotta get in front of people especially yeah. right now there's so many people that are like desperate you know like desperate for things to do like i bet twitch viewership is like through the roof right now but i mean i guess the problem is i don't know if people want to spend any money right now well they don't it's not about earning money it's about getting exposure like it's a bad time if you're trying to make money but if you're just trying to get an audience this is a great time 
No, I mean an audience, but who's going to drop, for example, there's only one tier, and the tier is $147. Yeah, that, I saw that. And, and I'm, I mean, how are, how do you justify in a, in a time where some people have been laid off and other people don't know when their next, next paycheck is coming from? I mean, I can understand. I mean, this is a very dicey time. Like, I, you know, I really want to invest heavy in the stock market right now, but I'm like thinking, okay, I, I better leave some money in the savings in case, you know, because where, where are the paychecks coming from? People are closing, you know. Thankfully, construction on my end, construction still going strong, you know. And obviously, you know, uh, liquor is always being sold. So, you know, and one of my major clients is, you know, liquor store. So, I mean, I'm fortunate other people are not. So, uh, you go figure. Um, um, yeah, it's just very uncertain. I don't know how you... I mean, I understand if it was a game where you just... If they if their goal had been maybe $30,000 instead of 59000 59000 seems very steep to me. Uh, like to me, the they should. Is that they're trying to hit like a, you know, like they're, they have to hit like get a, a high volume to get the discount they need, or you know, that's the only thing I can think of is how you know why they would. I mean, it, yeah, it is. It is a, an expensive. I mean, it, the game has a shitload of components. Uh, when they showed them, they were all 3D printed, but I think the final ones are going to be like legit, you know, because you know how you look at 3D printed stuff. And you can still see the little wire pattern or whatever if you look close enough. Uh, but I think, you know, the new 3D printers, you know, Art had gotten a 3D printer. Uh, it's one of the liquid ones or the, the resin ones, sorry. And so the resin ones, apparently, they don't leave the street because he made a purple worm uh, for my birthday and he gave it to me and I painted it. I had a, like a tutorial video on it on my YouTube channel. And, uh, and it came out really well. Like you can't see any, any little spirals of material. The problem with resin is that you have to be well ventilated. Like I do not mess around with resin because when I was in arch architectural school, there were some kids down by the loading dock and there was a professor that was making bricks with resin and they were building a little structure with those resin bricks. And that stuff got into the ventilation system and about 10% of the people in the building had a massive allergic reaction to that resin. And I've been hearing that some people have, are having allergic reactions to the resin on those 3D printers. So you have to like keep everything ventilated. I was gonna get one and then I saw that. I'm like, well, I don't really have an area where I can really set it up that's really well ventilated. And I don't wanna put it in my garage because I work out in my garage and I don't want fumes floating around in there. Um, so I don't know. But they do look a lot better, but then you have to clean them and uh, you know, the stuff is just gets everywhere and it's semi-toxic so you can't really put it down the drain. So you have to like fill bottles with it, you know. Um, I don't know. But uh, we also saw some games. Ethan, do you want to talk about the games that you saw at PAX? They're like, hey, look at that. It's Josue. Josue. Josue, what's up, man? Did you finish uh, loading all the updates and stuff? Oh, my God. It's horrible. <laughs> this, the initial uh, turning on of this computer is horrible. You mean the reboot time? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's and it looks it's like like re, like reprogram the whole thing or something. It's like it's time for a new computer, man. <laughs> of course, in this economy, that's really cheap. Actually, computers is another thing that has been really prominent right now because a lot of people are switching to working from home, so they've been ordering a, ordering a lot of computers. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of technology is like yeah out of out of stock and everything. Yeah, like laptops and stuff are like good luck, like. Huh. I, I actually got myself a laptop for Christmas, and it's probably a good time. It was a good time because they're completely sold out now. 
Oh, you were looking for a new laptop? I mean, I probably just got one on Chris on on like a Christmas sale because it was a good deal. But <clears throat> like now, it's not the time to be shopping for a laptop. Yep. I guess you can't get a sale. Hmm. Even the Nintendo Switch is like has been out of stock for a while now. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody's making them because they're all at home. So you run out of stock. Yeah, but it's you know. They, they must have had like a lot of them already made and then all of a sudden they got out of stock. That means that all the reserves and everything were sold out. And it was yeah. a situation of worldwide, not only in the U.S. And the what? I think it we was, lost you for a second. It was worldwide, not, not only in the U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is crazy. So, Jose, how are you coping right now with all this shit going on? Well, man... I even had to do drastic measures with the, my job and everything. Uh, you know, they were not taking it seriously enough, and people are not taking it seriously yeah. enough. I had to say I'm not going back for a while. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, can you do? I had to, I had to take it on my own hands because then they were um, reducing the hours. First of all, mm -hmm. they were uh, cutting off people, and I was, you know what? Uh, I'm not risking my life and anybody else's for this job, which is not bringing much, anyways. Yeah. And I, I just, I just told them like that. I'm sorry. I'm just not. You know, I feel like my wife has, um, um, you know, uh, problems with breathing already with the oh. asthma. Oh, oh, she has asthma. Holy shit! I didn't she know. She has asthma. So then, you know. If she's having uh, some sort of reaction with whatever the coronavirus or stuff, mm -hmm. that could mean, you know, they, that it could get really, really bad, really quick. I'm yeah. like, I'm not gonna be risking myself for this. I'm just not gonna show up to when everything is okay. Yeah, they were kind of understanding. But I don't know how everything is right now. Yeah, but if I if I wouldn't have done that drastic measure, I probably will, will still be working there and working probably even alone. Oh, wow. Because Nobody the, else was showing end, up? Yeah, at the very end, yeah. I was working like like four hours alone. Holy shit. Because they were cutting off people and everything. Yeah. And some others that were not going also because of the threat. And you're telling me that it's part of my, my, uh, my job description being exposed 100% all the time. Touching boxes that are coming from any every type of people, every person from Amazon, from all over the world. You know, no. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, are you the most experienced guy over there? Is that why you were like expected to be there more than yeah. other people? Yeah. So yeah. Oh. So um, no, I'm not gonna continue. I'm sorry. If you don't like it, then I'm sorry. But uh, nah, I, I I stopped going last week. Okay, so is there nobody there right now? I mean, just the people checking I their mail. I think it's really, to be honest, I think it's just really the two bosses, like the the main boss and and his wife, because they have two stores. Yeah, they so still they have that other one. That yeah. So yeah. I think he is at the Eldridge location, mm -hmm. and she is at the, the other highway place. six. 
Yeah, because when we got flooded here during the hurricane, you know, uh, oh, yeah. I remember you guys had to switch over to the other location. Oh yeah. Did you actually work from the other location, or did? Or... I did for a short while when the when the hurricane situation happened. Uh huh. Yeah, I probably like like three four months and then switch back. Oh okay. Yeah, that was crazy. So yep. we've we've gotten hit by a lot of shit here. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, we were talking with Ethan about we we had gone to PAX South uh, in January of this year, and uh -huh. so we got to see some cool games and we got to meet Parker, Parker Place, mm -hmm. is that his name? Uh, yeah. What was his last name? Or we don't know his last name. He's like a celebrity from like this Disney show, but uh, he has this card game. What's the name of the card game? Uh, Heroes of Lovendale. Heroes of Levendale, which is a card game that kind of it's kind of like magic for younger kids, I would say, similar, mm -hmm. uh, where you just equip things like a helmet slot, and then you have like arm, right arm, left arm, boots, and it's kind of funny in the way that Munchkin is funny. Um, but when I first went over there, I didn't realize I thought he would just work there, and I didn't even know who the dude was. But then our friend Art was with us, and he recognized him. Like apparently he's Parker from Parker Place from this. He. He's an actor, or not an actor, but he was in a Disney show, um, and uh, and so he lived in LA for like what three or four years and had his show over there with Disney, and then came back. He's actually from uh, Harlingen down here in Texas, oh. and uh, you know you actually drive by Harlingen when you go uh, when you go down to South Padre, and um, and I actually met his mom, you know, over here, and I'm like, I didn't know that was his mom. I thought she was just a lady working at the booth, and I don't know, it was just interesting to, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to to meet a, a semi-celebrity, I guess. Uh, Andrew took a picture for Abby and stuff like that over there. Um, and then we saw some video games coming up. Uh, Ethan, you remember the name of the Russian video game? It was just like a strategy game with... Um, it was the Cold War one. No, wait, no. It was something about Russia. This is Partisans 1941 by Alter Games. Yeah, it was a rush. It's an upcoming game. It's going to be on Steam. Um, uh, it's it's about like... Uh, what is it? During World War, it's a World War II game, right? Around the area of St. Petersburg, maybe? And you have like a squad-based real-time strategy game. So you have a squad of like three people and then you move around and you can pause it and you set your people up and you kind of like invade different areas. So it actually looked really interesting. So it's it, like a really strategy kind of game? Oh yeah, yeah, really nice. There was this Russian dude there and uh, who was promoting. Apparently it was like a 12-person group that developed this thing in about a year and a half or something and it's really well done for a year and a half and I was uh, talking to the dude and I said hey you guys probably pull like all-nighters all the time it's like no no Russia doesn't let you do that the Russia forces you to quit after eight hours you cannot work longer than eight hours in a shift okay. so they can't even take work home they'll get in trouble so basically you know you know how a lot of the studios here in the US get a get flack because they kind of like force their people to like work crunch there you go the big crunch has been a big deal during the past couple of years where people have like they're treating people like shit and developer yeah. companies well that doesn't happen over there and they still produce pretty good uh there's a pretty good output but there's that thing about diminishing returns right when you're like working your ass off and you don't have any sleep you're not as efficient whereas you have actually get some time to like you know 
clear your mind and have a little bit of fun in between, then it doesn't feel like such a crunch, so I guess. That's why there are so many bugs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there's no game. There, you know, games used to come out complete at some point, you know, back in the day. Um, and there were some games that were good and some that were bad, but nowadays, like, all games come out and then they have to have, like, major patches. So it's like, you know, I, I've gotten into the habit of not buying a game on day one. Uh, unless I'm buying a game that that's, like, early access that I know that I'll want, like the, the one we just bought yesterday uh, or two days ago. What was that game? Glory of Victus. Yeah, I, I suck at, at names, so I don't, you know, Glory of Victus, which is an MMO that we've been trying out, uh, and that's early access, and it seems like kind of interesting. What do you think so far of it? It's good. It's kind of like a survival game mixed with an MMO, mixed with Mordhau in third person. Okay. Or you know, Mordhau kind of like chivalry, where you go out and you start fighting because you have to contest spots. With there's three factions in the game, so you join one of the three factions, and I guess when you level up enough. It lets you start participating in this worldwide events where you fight and take fortresses over in massive battles. But, okay. but the rest of the game is just a regular MMO. So you, you do quests, fetch this, fetch that, whatever, yeah, crafting and all kinds of things. But I think where the meat of the game is, is going out and getting into massive battles and conquering spots. And also if you make your own guild, you can conquer different castles and places in the map. Which are separate from the PvP battles technically, but... When your guild conquers something in the middle of the map, it's a different area. So uh, other guilds from other factions or from within your own faction may want to take that over, I guess. I don't know. Oh, it's not. Guilds within your own faction can't take over the place. Oh, they can't? No. Oh, okay. So when you when you conquer something, it's uh, like everybody in the same nation is on the same team. It's just that guilds, uh, guilds are like a subset of that. So like there are guilds within the nations that are made up of players. But all the guilds work together. It's just that the guilds that take over the place get their flag on it. Oh, okay. So it's like for recognition purposes. Gotcha. Um, what was the other game? Oh yeah, Last Epoch was a game. It's a ARPG that we saw in PAX South. And the thing about going to those places, you actually meet the developers. And the developer had to be like a kid that was like, what, 28 years old. And he was really excited. And so talking to him just is kind of infectious. You know, if you see this game on Steam, you never pay attention to it. But when you meet the people behind it, you kind of like, you know, want to play it. And so it's an ARPG. And, you know, because I guess people were not as happy with Diablo 3 as they could have been, I guess. Especially when Diablo 3 launched, they had that whole debacle with the marketplace, you know. Uh, and they had to fix a bunch of stuff. And with the Diablo 4 debacle, again, with like the announcing of the stupid mobile game, and then who knows when Diablo 4 is going to come out, it creates, creates a vacuum. And so other people start taking advantage of that. And so Last Epoch is one of those guys. And uh, they have a shitload of classes and skill trees. They took, they took something for, from everything. They took stuff from Diablo. They even took stuff from Path of Exile in terms of like the way the skill tree works. It's not as complex as Path of Exile in terms of the skill tree, but... Uh, like you can modify your spells uniquely through different yeah. ways. You can you can actually take a spell and make it your own, so nobody ever has that version of that spell. So oh, the, wow. there are per permutations on how you can buff and debuff, or you can take a regular ice spell, which is single target, and put a, a rune in it that makes it multiple target, or or make it do a secondary or third or tertiary like effect. 
So basically you can modify your your spells at nauseum and also your skills. So nobody will ever have the same character like you do. They may play the same class and each class has like three subclasses. So it's very like you will find the one you want to play regardless. And it looks good. It looks good. Uh, Obviously, the graphics are better than Path of Exile, but I hear Path of Exile 2, the graphics looks really good. I mean, from what I've seen. Um, what else? There's a second incoming? What's that? There's a second incoming, Path of Exile 2? Yeah, they announced Path of Exile 2. Can anyone remember when they announced that? Mm -hmm. It's been a while, but I don't know when it'll come out. But hey, Andres, you just reminded me of something. Remember that... Um, Speaking of ARPGs, remember mm -hmm. there was like that Warhammer ARPG that you were like excited about? And what happened? Whatever happened with that one? This is Chaos Bane by Echo Software. I bought it and it's okay. It's got mediocre ratings. I think it's just okay. It's, the problem is that it's, it's not a bad game, but from people that come from playing Diablo and Path of Exile, they look at it uh, as a step down. And I can understand that because it seems like the levels are very repetitive. And it doesn't seem like there's enough like unique abilities and cool stuff that you can do. So yeah, maybe a little bit vanilla. And I don't think I think that they stopped there and they're not really upgrading the game from that point. So that was the main the main complaint. It, it was that like the game just seemed kind of simple. So yeah, take it for I what it I, is. I wish I have, I have I have like played more and got got into Path of Exile more because. It looks like a really fun game, you know. I, well, I it's, played it's free to play, so I mean, we can play whenever, right? Yeah, I I, I have played it, um, but it's it, it's it hasn't grabbed me as as Diablo three, you know, or any other Diablo. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it, I think the skill tree is brilliant. If anything, from Path of Exile really called my attention was the skill tree, and I think that thing is awesome. Um, the graphics left something to be desired, and I don't know. At some point, things felt a little bit generic, but I understand that the game was free, so you can't complain too much about stuff. Right. But uh, but yeah, if you compare it to Diablo, I guess I'd rather play Diablo, but you know, Diablo is a finite story. Path of Exile seems to have a lot more stuff to do after you finish the story than yeah, Diablo. Diablo is just like, okay, do the story again in higher difficulty, do it again in higher difficulty, do it again, you know, and that's kind of tiring, you know? So, yeah. And from what I heard, the um, Path of Exile has a lot of DLCs that they even implement for free. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think that the way they make their money is cosmetics, right, Candyman? Right. Yeah. Is that? And, I mean, they sell, they do sell, like, storage and stuff, but it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And it's also, you keep it. Most of their, most of their money is made by supporter packs, which are mostly cosmetics. Okay. Oh, the other thing that I've been playing because, you know, keeping the topic of ARPGs is I, I played the original Torchlight. I don't know when that came out. It was like 2011, maybe? Um, Sounds about right. And I, because it was the lull between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. So Torchlight went all the way to even adopting their soundtrack a little bit. I don't even know how they didn't get into trouble by like... Because if you listen to their soundtrack while the game is playing, they have like the... Remember the first Diablo where you had like the guitar strum in the background, the prum prum prum, all that stuff? They they use all that in, in, in Torchlight. And uh, I'm sure it was borderline illegal what they did. Even the sounds like when the when you items drop and stuff mm -hmm. like that? Yeah, yeah. Like the ka-ching thing or whatever that thing is. 
And so I played it and I thought it was just okay. Um, and then I was just like, you know what? I'm going through my backlog and I never finished Torchlight. So I went and played through the whole thing. And actually it's okay. Yeah, it's lighter than Diablo, but the game's actually not bad. And I actually never played the second Torchlight. So I think I made Torchlight 2 was actually pretty good. Oh yeah, you played through that? Yeah. So how did it differ? Do you know how it differed from the first Torchlight? What they added? Or did you ever play the first one? I don't think I, I, I didn't really play the first one. But yeah, it was it was good. It was a good M- um, ARPG. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot like Diablo. Okay, cool. And the the things that I like about the ARPGs is whenever they have like an Iron Man mode or whatever you call that, where you go through and if your character dies, you're done. Because that's the only way that I could play Diablo 3 and still enjoy it after having been in the original game was just to play that hardcore mode. Because it makes you like pay attention to everything you do. It makes you more strategic. It makes you more picky about how you uh, itemize everything. Because if you die, your character is gone forever. Um, so I kind of like that about it. And Torchlight has the same thing. Like it's got achievements if you go through the whole game and like the hardest difficulty without dying once and beat the boss and whatever. So that's kind of cool. Um, the one ARPG that I didn't like as much was Titan Quest. That's an er- earlier one. That one came out in, what, like 2006 or something? And it's kind of like a generic mythological, you know, ARPG, and it was just okay. So, um, well, that, I don't know. I don't know what other ARPGs. What about that other you know, Warhammer? Which one, which one you haven't brought up that's a really, really good one that I really enjoyed was Grim Dawn. I've never played those though. Uh, are they Grim good? Dawn was a. I thought it was. It's the best one I've played in a long time. It That's the really Warhammer good. one, right? Mm. No. It's not a Warhammer one. Mm. It's not like 40k or. I mean, you could argue it's a little kind of sort of like that, but it's not. I mean, it's nothing. Nothing official. It's just kind of standard, you know, fantasy trope. Oh okay. Well, I'll I'll check that one out. Because, I mean, I do enjoy ARPGs. The only thing I have against ARPGs is they're really mouse-intensive. And so, like, my hand, nowadays, my hand, like, hurts after, like, an hour or two of playing an ARPG. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, I guess we've played too many games for too long, and nowadays any kind of repetitive stuff just really gets to us. Uh, yeah. I just find that easier... That was a problem I had with Vermintide too. You have to, you're just like, you know, you're just like furiously clicking the oh, whole yeah. time. Click, 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 click. So many enemies that, you know, like my my hands would get tired. Yeah, I remember you had a problem with a console controller too whenever we were playing uh, Monster Hunter. That, yeah, and then the trials I, of being an old gamer. And then I didn't understand that until I played uh, Rocket League again because I hadn't played Rocket League in, I don't know, how long that game's been out, like seven, eight years. I used to play it on the PlayStation, and now I have it on the PC. Because when we went to Pack South, we had a guy at a bar, uh, uh, and he put the he had a little portable PS4, and so we were playing Rocket League, and I cut the bug again, so I had to buy it on, on the computer. So, um, so now playing it at home on the computer with a console controller, my uh, my hand kind of started hurting in the same way that you were describing yours hurt. And, and it was from, because in Rocket League you have to have one of the triggers pressed all the time. Yep. And I don't like that. Like, games that require you to just keep something pressed continuously, it's just so fatiguing for your... You know, I guess if you're young you don't care, but once you're older and you've, you know, you have repetitive 
syndrome from playing all these games. Uh, Monster Hunter World got me that way because you have to constantly sprint to not die. So you would not, not only would you have to hold up on the joystick, but you would have to like push it down to start sprinting oh, and just holding yeah. it like that for hours would yeah, it's hard on my hands. Yeah, that you know. Yeah, it would it would it would end up sore at the end of the day, and then it would still be sore next morning. And so I would really want to play the game, but I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to like give it a little bit of time. Wasn't there some sort some sort of configuration of just uh, uh, you know like press it and then it's automatically um, running? I guess you could always keep yeah. Well, it but to the problem else. is in like Monster Hunter, you have to constantly stop and go and dodge and stuff. So it, like being able to push the the button to stay sprinting, like because you'd only be sprinting for like three seconds before you'd have to jump or something. So it didn't really help. Oh okay. I got it. Started playing a little bit in PS4, and I like it. It's just that I, I found like probably it's gonna be way, way more fun playing with somebody. Uh, wait, which one? Which game are you talking about? Uh, Monster Hunter. Oh, Monster Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Monster Hunter. It seems kind of cool, but at the same time, it just seems extremely repetitive. Yeah. So it's like okay. <laughs> It, kind of it, was just ex- it was excessively grindy. I mean, and especially when you're talking about the thing is, it just gets kind of silly because the boss fights are like 45-minute fights, and it's like, then you fight it, and it's like, okay, I got like, you know, a monster horn and a monster hide, and it's like, okay, now do it again, and do it again, and do it again, and do it again, and, do it again, and, do it again, and do, it's like, hmm, okay, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of kind of weird. Um, oh, the other one, uh, oh, no, uh, do you guys like uh, real-time strategy games, like Age of Empires and stuff like that? Because you know they Microsoft released the the other updated Age of Empires, uh, which is like the remastered one. That's actually everybody has been playing again. Age of Empires. I played the originals, and yeah, they were fun. And and this and they technically haven't changed at all. But this is the state of you know real-time strategy games that they haven't been that popular lately. Yeah. Uh, like the past 10 years, I think since StarCraft 2, even before StarCraft 2 came out, they were kind of on the downtrend. Um, yeah. But the, the, the other game that kind of segues into that is the They Are Billions, which is uh, where you're playing against a computer, against billions of zombies. And uh, that one is an extremely hard game, but it's also a lot of fun. Uh, but I think they should have allowed it to be like more than one player. They should have allowed it to be co-op, so you could actually share your misery with somebody else. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Do we, Ethan? Do you want to see? It? Talk about anything else about Pack South? I'm trying to remember what else we saw there. Oh, I bought uh, a um, a Firefly game. It's a co-op Firefly game, board game, where it comes with little buildings in the shape of boxes. And you just arrange it and you have different missions and you have money to get the mission done. And it plays like a tabletop strategy with miniatures, basically. And and so you're playing the, the crew of, of, of Serenity going down to like do a bunch of different quests and stuff. And uh, I don't know, I thought it was fun. It's for like four to five players, I think, co-op. Um, and then I got the pandemic version of Call of the Cthulhu. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Um, you know, pandemic has a bunch of different flavor of games nowadays, so they have a Call of the Cthulhu now. Um, and I think there was another game. Did we get another game over there? 
Oh no, Justin. Justin got Dune. Apparently in the in like 1985 or so or 82, there was a Dune game, a Dune board game that came out. And I guess people kind of forgot about that. And uh, and they literally just re-released it. And it was selling like hotcakes. So. Selling yeah. like gangbangers? Hello. Wait, what is that? Who's who's here? Andresito. You're awake. You're alive. Welcome to our podcast, man. So, oh, we were talking about Pack South, and I was running out of stuff to say about yeah. Pack South, but I know you probably have diff- about the lady with the big boobs that you met. Holy shit! I got a picture to prove it. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, Andrew was doing the uh, social relations over there, <laughs> <laughs> and so we met some people that do. You know what the Matt Mercer and the people from Geek and Sundry Critical Role those people do? There was a Latino version of that, and they were doing it over there. It was, uh, and so we got to meet them, and they invited us to the bar, and we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun during that trip. We, um, yeah, actually, the it's Latinx in gaming. They actually have a, a pretty large community. They have a, uh, they have a. Oh man, I just went blank about to pass out. They they actually have a presence here on Discord, and they have a lot of other. You can find them basically anywhere. Latinx, all one word. Great community for gaming. I'm pretty sure my ex is Latin. Oh, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but no, that was no. We we had uh, some fun over there. Um, let's see what else did we see. We got to check out Sniper Elite Four, and some people got to play it in virtual reality. Although I think it was a little bit wonky. I don't know. But I mean, I really like the Sniper Elite games. But I don't think that one was quite ready for VR. I don't know from what I was looking on the screen. Mm. It was just okay. They're yeah. really good, like the normal ones. Yeah, yeah. And Andrew and I have been playing uh, Zombie Army Trilogy uh, mm-hmm. during his lunch break during the week. And Zombie Army Trilogy is a combination of Sniper Elite and Left 4 Dead. But it plays in third person and you have all the mechanics from Sniper Elite. And you can use some of the characters from Left 4 Dead to 1 and 2, yeah. And you're just running around shooting zombies during World War Two. And I think at the end we're about to encounter Hitler. He got pretty scary. We're almost done with that game, so that's that's cool. Um, zombie Hitler. I don't know if that's better or or worse. Yeah, like we try uh, to snipe him in the forehead, and he stopped the bullet in midair before it hit his head. And his <laughs> eyes were heck? yellow, and he was controlling an army of zombies. It was crazy. He's also missing like half a face, but yeah. that's kind of sad. That's an improvement. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that game's a lot of fun. That's pretty cool. Um, let's see what else. Oh, we've been playing Dead by Daylight. Not recently, but maybe <coughs> like a month ago. Since the last podcast we did was like in December, I think. Um, and so Dead by Daylight is a lot of fun. I think. Josue, you don't have that one, do you? Dead by Daylight, no. No, you should. I, it, it's on my list of life, but getting it eventually. But yeah. yeah. Well, let me know when your birthday is. I'll give it, I'll gift it to you. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you. Um, you know what I've been playing? Like, uh, there was a few, um, you know, sales on PlayStation. Uh, and probably it's, you know, you guys have played already, but it's Resident Evil 2, the remake. The, yeah, Andrew doesn't know what that is. The second I one. actually just <laughs> went all the way through it again. Like, I love that game. Again? My God, I'm, lo- I'm loving it. The, the only thing that I'm getting a little bit frustrated is the Claire um, storyline. That part of being chased all the freaking time, that I hate that. But everything else, I love it. Everything else. 
the graphics, the the way of how how it it's kind of slow paced, but at the same time it's kind of terrifying because you can't even dodge or anything. Um, you can't dodge. No, in the second one you can't dodge. Could you dodge in the first one? I don't remember. It's been so long. No, no. They what they did though is they did away with the tank controls from the original Resident Evil Two. Yeah. So uh, so just context. Resident Evil Two is like one of my favorite games of all time. So when they remade it, I was very happy and. They updated the controls, so it's no longer tank controls. It plays like a normal game now. Okay. But yeah, he's right. Like you can't, especially in Claire's storyline. If you're playing on veteran also or whatever the highest difficulty is, it's I don't want to really imagine. hard. Oh, you're playing a veteran. I don't want to imagine that. I'm doing it just normal, the regular, and I'm having a hard time on that. Like every time that I was like being chased. I, I it was like come on give me a freaking break and then all of a sudden you just saw one of those liquors uh yeah, my, the worst oh my god like you combining the being chased and all of a sudden seeing two liquors at the same time plus zombies on the on, on the other hand you gotta be kidding me give me a break <laughs> so the, the best is you can actually unlock unlimited ammo for certain weapons Ooh. so it, it's it's worth like grinding to get higher scores and try to replay it again so the last time i went through it i was playing on the highest difficulty i only saved it three times for the whole game oh my and God. i finished it in two and a half hours and i still got an a i was so mad oh no i i, I was sure i was gonna get an s plus and unlock the best thing but no i, I got an a but oh, that was it after that i deleted it i'm like i'm never <laughs> gonna put myself again never it was awesome did you, where did you play it? Did you play it on PlayStation or something? No, I actually, when it came back out, I, I bought it on Steam because there was a good Steam sale. Oh, okay. I've been so a very I bad influence. But, um, but if it was on PlayStation at the same price, I probably would have got it then. I know it's been on a lot of really good sales lately. Yeah. But man, yeah, like, you can't go wrong with that game on any platform. I, I bet it's playing awesome on PS4. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing it right now because I am usually love getting trophies. I don't, I don't, I don't feel the same at, in Steam. Like getting achievements over there, I, it's it's just not that appealing to me. <laughs> and when I get it in PS4, it's like, oh yeah, it's adding, it's adding to my list, you know. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of like what I felt with the 360. Like I really felt good about getting trophies in the 360. And then when I started playing PlayStation, it wasn't the same to me. I was like, oh, the, the trophies yeah, exactly. don't mean as much to me. And then the Steam yeah. ones didn't mean anything to me until maybe like a year ago. And then a year ago, I started paying attention to like the Steam trophies. I had yeah. the opposite. I'm, I'm like, way. I like I, I didn't care so much about the achievements on Xbox, but I started like just really chasing after all the Platinums on PS4. Mm -hmm. And man, I'm so glad I didn't bite on PS4 because I would definitely kill myself to get those <laughs> S Plus ranks on yeah. that game. But on Steam, I don't really care. So yeah, Andrew has a shitload of Platinums on, on PlayStation. Platinums that I I don't know how you got that shit. Like, I, I don't think I would have the patience to play a game that many times. To, the addiction like, is real, fellas. Oh, man, it's insane. Oh, man, how many... I, I, I don't know if I'll be able to make it, but I'm... I'm being really hooked with that game like enough for me to probably try it at least but man <laughs> it's hard <laughs> difficult yeah the beauty of the nba was it kind of i have such a huge backlog now that between my backlog and playing more on steam it broke me of my trophy habit oh. i was i was addicted in a bad way like andre said i've got a ton of 
the platinum trophies on PS4. Well, but the only reason I'm kind of starting to get addicted with the uh, achievements on Steam is because when you go to your profile page, it tells you your percentage of completed ga- of co- game completion. And it was at 30%. It was at 29%, so I raised it to 30%, and I have raised it to 32% now. And so I'm going through all the old games that I barely touched, but I have like one or two achievements in, and going through those. And that's kind of like what partially got me interested in playing Torchlight again. But then I really, but then I really enjoyed, you know, playing Torchlight anyway. So Uh, there's a really cool achievement for Torchlight, like I was telling them, that where you go through the whole game without dying and you have to beat the final boss. So I really, at some point, I want to do that. There's one for you to to chase, Jose. There's there's a a trophy in Resident Evil, I think, where you don't take any damage for the whole game. No way. The whole game. Yeah. Good luck with that one. Yeah. Good luck with that one. Holy crap. Well, when you're playing on the hardest. When you're playing uh, on the hardest difficulty, you have to use typewriter ribbons like the original game to save. Right, yeah. right. right. Limited, and then right. on top of that, it only takes two hits to kill you. So oh, if you God. can imagine, I went through the whole game and only saved three times. Like, I, I never want to do that again. Wow. That reminds me, like, the one of Death Space 2. It's something like that. You can only save three times in the whole game. And uh, you don't have any checkpoints. Um, and it's on the hardest, hardest difficulty, and it's it's like an extra to the hardest difficulty. So it's like a like extra hard plus something like that. I don't remember how exactly is the name, but um, I managed to do it. But man, I don't want to see that game anymore in my life. <laughs> yeah, the Dead Space games are, are the, some of the ones that I also did everything in. So trust me, I I know like those are also favorites of mine i love those games i've only played the first one but i do have the second one on steam i was gonna play that my god the second one for me is the best me too yeah definitely the second one is the best that's what i heard i just wish that they would do the same thing i was i thinking that the whole time i was playing through the re2 remake was i just i wish they would do the same thing for dead space and remake those yeah with the same graphics man it's it's so good yeah my god it's the third one was a kind of a deception for me, because uh, it, yeah, I had the co-op, but it wasn't as emergent uh, uh, as the second one, man. Like, my God, that second game. Oh, the second one has a freaking daycare in it, man. The, it like, does. The daycare was overrun by the thing. It was really, really horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I played it so much. Yeah, you actually just broke the podcast because I can sit here all day and just talk about Resident Evil and Resident Dead Space. Resident <laughs> Evil. Those are my favorite games. Those and Assassin's Creed are the. Those are my major. Those are the ones I devote all my time to. To this day, I don't think I played an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> what? Wow. I mean, I started playing the second one, and I th- I think I still own it on 360, but I never really went through. I have a platinum in every res- or every Assassin's Creed game that's ever come out. Wow! What? Yeah, told you, man. That the addiction is real. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. How many you have on PS4? Total platinum? Uh, I don't know. Let me grab my phone and I, you guys can keep talking, <laughs> and then I'll look it up. I've got the app me, on my let phone. Let me tabulate. Uh, well, Andrew uh, calculates this shit. I'm gonna tell you guys about this little game called the Banner Saga. <laughs> Jam. That's another game I've been playing. What do you mean, Jam? It's cool. It's like <laughs> just it's a turn-based motherfucking game. Okay. Wow. <laughs> it's a turn-based game in a fictitious world of like kind of Viking giants and regular Viking humans, and 
it's kind of a game of attrition where you're moving through the cold landscape and there's like robot things chasing you and you have to fight them in turn based and the characters die really easily depending on your choices. Did you um, say it's a game where you have to eat really healthy? No. It's a game of nutrition? No. Not even oh. close. Uh, no, no, I mean, you actually have to feed your army and everything, and then your army just moves by itself, and then you stop every once in a while on their story, and then you have to like decide what to do, and people will die or live based on your decisions. <laughs> and then if you your characters get knocked down in combat, they don't die, but they die through poor decision making on your part, uh, based on story based decisions. So, um, okay. and I guess there's like three of them, right? I've only played the first one. Yeah, I have the second one, I think, on Xbox. But I, I think the third one just came out not long ago, right? Could be wrong. The third one. Oh, the Banner Saga, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, the ba yeah, because that was, I think that whole thing was a Kickstarter. Uh, nice. Uh, so... Yeah, because they have all, like, all the names of the Kickstarter people in the game, and they have a section where they each design like a coat of arms. And you can choose one to be your coat of arms or something, so... I don't know. It's a, it's a cool game. It's got a good vibe, so... Uh, that's the next one so on this, the list. This may be kind of anticlimactic, but mm -hmm. I have 57 Platinums on PlayStation. Oh my god. 57? Yeah, I have 5,543 trophies in total. But I have 57 Platinums. Holy Damn. shit. I think in my life I've only 100% like four games. Within how many years uh, you estimated? Because uh, So my first Platinum, and this is like... This will tell you how terrible my gaming history is. The first Platinum I ever got was Splatterhouse. Uh-huh. that game's not incredibly old. I don't remember. I, have to I look don't even know up. what that is. Yeah, man. Like, you had no life. <laughs> well, and then on top of that, to make matters worse, I don't play like the easy platinums. So the, the games that I have, like the last platinum, one of the last platinums I got was Death Stranding. I, I went all the way through Death Stranding, everything you could oh possibly do in that God. game. You played Death Stranding? Yep. I'm disappointed in you. I delivered so many packages. <laughs> oh, come on, man. That game looks good. Uh, <laughs> I it. Come I really on. did. I think you just played also, like, uh, the Sony Spider-Man game, I platinum that. There's wow. a lot of games that I platinum that, and then it includes like most of my platinums include the DLC also, which doesn't rank. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I their stranding just looked a little bit too weird for me. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, honestly, I don't. Weird. Know. Honestly, really I didn't play it, so I didn't know. I don't have an opinion beyond that, but it just looked a little bit off center for me. I don't know. Um, I mean, I know the guy can design his ass off. I just. Wish he wouldn't like try to be so extreme, you know, with like weird baby shit and all this stuff. You know? Yeah, the the story in that game is deep. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I I, apparently it did really well. A lot of people liked it. So That's I fun. only have twenty four, but because I I haven't really dedicated myself as you. <laughs> How many? 24. I mean, that's, that's like, still that's a shitload, though. That's a lot. Yeah, that's that's not anything to shrug at. That's yeah. a lot, man. There's a lot that goes into getting these platinums. So. Well, but you gotta realize, we still played World of Warcraft for like 15 years straight, right? Or something like that. <laughs> and that shit doesn't show up on any achievement, right? Nothing. So, well, that that's all like time that goes into a hole. So, it's like I was telling Ethan. Ethan has more achievements than I do on Steam. And I was giving him a hard time. And then he pointed out that 
all he plays is CSGO, Team Fortress 2, and what else? And that's it. And Minecraft. Games which, you know, I don't even know if CSGO has achievements, because that game came out in 2001. Yeah, they re retroactively put achievements into it? Because I don't, I don't even know how CSGO is still a thing for all the way from back 2001. Um, and then Team Fortress has achievements, but those are finite achievements, right? And then you have Minecraft. With each Ethan has played Minecraft since Minecraft came out. What was that? Two thousand seven, six, nine. Uh, I don't remember when it came out. But Ethan, I bought him Minecraft before Minecraft came out officially. It was like on beta or whatever. And and obviously there's no nowhere where you can record your achievements from Minecraft. I don't think because he didn't play it on Xbox or anything that had any achievements tied to it. So. But wasn't there an update? Included the achievements in PlayStation and Xbox? Yeah, but almost that, oh, dude, don't, here. Anything that got ported to Xbox ended up getting achievements anyway. You don't want to mix Minecraft with console where Ethan's concerned. I shouldn't even be defending this shit. Ethan should be the one talking right now. Because <laughs> he, he gets irate when people play that shit on consoles. Because there's so many mods for Minecraft. Why am I talking about this? Ethan, you're the one that plays Minecraft. What? Talk These consoles what? are garbage. There's not much to say other than that. Man. And how do you really feel about that? Yeah, there's there's trophies on Minecraft. I just checked it. <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh, like even on PC now the those achievements cross over. So as soon as they were added to consoles, they crossed over too. But there's not going to be achievements for any of the stuff that was added by third parties. But I mean, Ethan never played it other than on PC, so nothing. All those millions of hours that he spent playing Minecraft are. Never going to be recognized as anything else, I guess. Well, I mean, if he turned it back on right now, some of that exactly. stuff might port over and will, all of a sudden all of his trophies would click on. Exactly. It will automatically... He will automatically get all those achievements on, uh, instantly. But, but please don't. <laughs> but on, on what? On, every, on PC, yeah. Part. Wherever he's playing it, it doesn't matter. The, does, everything has achievements now. It doesn't matter where you play it. Yeah. Yeah, if, but if I mean... Okay. If he has a save file, and that save file it's loaded now with updated and everything, it should give him all the uh, the achievements that are currently. Oh, active. okay. But how long yeah. does it take to 100% Minecraft? Like 20 years? Uh, well, it depends on what the achievements are. Like uh, I don't know, Ethan. What are the achievements like? Why are you not talking? Be... You're supposed to be talking about Minecraft. I I don't even like Minecraft that much, and I'm <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> Why am I talking about Minecraft? Like, I'm like the only architect that doesn't like Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I understand Minecraft was for kids and shit, and that's fine. But I, it just didn't really do it for me. Honestly, I'd rather play se Seven Days to Die. I think it's more interesting because you still get to do build stuff, but then you're actively defending against hordes of zombies, which I think is more interesting. And they're not pixelated, you know, zombies or square zombies or whatever that is. I mean, Minecraft is really good. worse with every update. What's that? Seven Days to Die gets worse with every update. Yeah, it does, it does seem like that. But, but I mean, Minecraft Minecraft is really... I think the strength of Minecraft, and to, honestly, Seven Days too, is that they're, the, the amount of modding stuff... I mean, Minecraft's modding community blows pretty much every other game I've ever seen out of the water. Yeah, I mean, the people making, like, Starship Enterprises out of it and computers and all kinds of crap, and that's not even modding, though. I mean... You know, all the different mods, like the adventure mods and all the crap that Ethan's been playing through the years. It's Creating insane. castles, like like real-life castles, like models, like 
it's cities, entire cities. Like, what the heck? That's incredible what people do in that game. I respect what people have done. I just have no desire at all to ever do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not really. Like I said, I'd rather get a program like 3D Studio or SketchUp or, you know, whatever else and uh, do the real deal as opposed to, you know. I have the capability. I know a lot of people don't have access. Or everybody has access to SketchUp, though. But SketchUp is not a game. It's just a 3D program. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd rather play around with SketchUp than play around with Minecraft, honestly. In terms of you know building stuff, from not from a game standpoint, but from architectural standpoint. So, um, and from a game standpoint, I don't. It's, Minecraft just doesn't grab me. It doesn't give me direction. So I, I I just kind of float on there, and I just don't feel like doing anything. And so I just end up quitting, not doing anything, because I, I just don't feel like doing anything. I think yeah. you you haven't. I haven't played it as much, but uh, the the. The little that I have played, I do understand the the game. It it becomes eventually your your own story. Your own situations become your your the fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make your own fun, but exactly. I don't. I, but you know, I was an only child growing up, and I always made my own fun. And I don't want to do that shit anymore. You know, <laughs> I want I want a story. I want a well written story. And there's people that don't like story in their games. And there's people that like story in their games. I'm one of the people that actually like story in their games. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, either way, if it's really well designed, like if it's just a fighting game like Mordhau, honestly, you don't need a story. But but if it's if it's a world, a world well detailed world and stuff like that, and there's no story, I'm like, eh. and I understand that Minecraft was not about that. Minecraft philosophy is completely different, and I respect that. I understand what they were going for. It's just not something that drew me. I, maybe I was too old when Minecraft came out. I think maybe if I had been young like Ethan was and I grew into it, then maybe I would have been, you know, really into it. Just like when I was young, when I got introduced to Dungeons and Dragons and that became my world, like I became obsessed, obsessed with Dungeons and Dragons. You know, I, I just... I mean, I think, well, the thing with Minecraft is, is it's a, it's a sandbox and you just have to be a sandbox person. Like I just, I... I get super obsessed with sandbox games. Like Ark is another sandbox game that I've just got super obsessed with. And, you know, it's just like a game where there's just like, it's just like, there's just stuff to do. And you can just like, you just, you just do stuff until you've done and you know, that you like, you've, <laughs> there's nothing else you want to do or you get tired of doing stuff, but yeah. it's just, it's, make your own fun and it's it's i don't know it's just really neat when there's a world like that i mean especially minecraft is is really good for that especially with the mod packs because they've they've done a pretty smart job like with minecraft the way they a lot of the mod packs work is they kind of have achievements built in and so you will they'll they do kind of have a story or an experience behind the mod pack and you will have to you know like if you try to fill out the achieve, you know, to, to do the achievements, you'll have to to play through it. I mean, there is, but but Minecraft my, Minecraft is kind of harder because it doesn't it doesn't tell you a lot. Minecraft, you're you know, you have to kind of discover a lot more. Whereas this, they were playing this Gloria Victus that we've been playing. It's just like. Go talk to this dude. He's five feet away. It's yeah. like it's really fucking easy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like he's right here. And if you talk to him, you get a level. 
like it is it's like kill these convicts and they're just like you're just literally murdering all the prisoners and <laughs> yep and <laughs> getting levels it's that's literally the way it it's works. the antithesis of minecraft minecraft is like you know you have to figure out these systems and there's all this stuff and you know like there's things hidden underground it's like a world to explore and yeah, it's just a... Well, I, Abby, my daughter and her friends loved Minecraft when they were in 4th and 5th grade. So if you guys want, I can put her on. You guys can keep talking about it. <laughs> talking <laughs> about Minecraft? Never. <laughs> why, why are we even doing talking about Minecraft? Um, no, actually, I got... I she's, did... she's excited. She'd love to talk about it. <laughs> Me neither. Let me put it that way. I'm done with Minecraft. <laughs> me neither. Um, the, the one that I did get along better with was Empyrean. Uh, because I felt like the, the systems were deeper in Imperium, and I appreciate that complexity. Um, but in the end, Imperium kind of let me down in terms of like, it was directionless. Okay, let's uh, find resources, let's kill the bad guys, but the bad guys keep respawning, so there's never like an... Okay, let's go to a different planet to get resources to do stuff that really doesn't matter, because you don't have a goal in mind. Like, there's no... I don't know. I, I, I think Imperium is, would be a lot more fun if I were playing at PvP than if it was... We you know just playing in co-op, just like, because you can do that at Nasium. You can harvest resources forever and do stuff and just go around in circles and never accomplish anything really. You're just yeah, it's cool to build spaceships and stuff. But once you know you can get off the planet and go to different planets, then at that point it's just like okay, I'm going to the. But why am I going to a different planet to gather a different mineral? And then what am I going to do with that mineral? I'm going to build uh, another spaceship or a bigger gun, but. But it doesn't matter because the, the things that I'm killing respawn anyway, and I don't get a sense that I'm actually permanently uh, changing the world. I want to be able to permanently change the world somehow, uh, or or to have a to have an impact on the world. And it felt like an Imperion in the end. There was no none of that, you know, uh, change, changing the world. I don't know, or the world. Well, that's basically how I feel about all multiplayer. It's all rinse and repeat, and I get really bored really fast. So. And I, I know that I'm not the norm. That's why, like you said, I, I appreciate good story in a game, good plot. But Yeah, I mean, I do. And the other stuff has its point, too. You know, the, like, for example, what's that game that you and Eat played, Candyman, that I played for a little bit? Um, uh, the more what's simple... Again? The simple, The simpler version of Empyrean that we played together, just briefly. Um, where you're this guy, this Astroneer. Oh, uh, I'd really like Astroneer. And Astroneer is really cool. Astroneer actually hits me in a better place than Minecraft does. Because you still have to discover everything, and you have a goal, like build a ship and get out of the planet. But in order to do that, you have to do a lot of shit. And so that keeps me engaged. Like, I know I have a goal. Like, for example, I was having a lot of fun playing... Don't starve. ...until I found out the fucking game didn't have an ending. Like, that there was no way to get out of the island. And I'm like, why the fuck am I playing this? So, so every time I start, I just see how many days I can last. And it really doesn't matter. Like, to me, that's hollow. So I'm like, I don't really care. Like, yeah, you're having fun while you're trying to survive. But in the end, you're just going to die with nothing. And I, I at least want a chance to succeed, okay? I don't care if it's a really hard chance. But as, if there's a chance to succeed at something, then you have me. If there's no nothing, if you don't have an adversary or something to overcome, I guess that's my thing. I need to overcome something. In order for me to feel like achievement in a game, I need to overcome something. And that's why like Minecraft bugs me, because there's nothing to overcome. So I don't feel like there's a hook for me there. I don't know. You need the Dumb and Dumber Clause. What is you it? have a 99% chance to fail. There you go. Exactly. So oh, there's still a chance. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, need, I need to have that 1% chance 
that I'm doing something worthwhile. Otherwise, in my mind, I'm just wasting my time. I'm just like, okay, if there's nothing to ultimately achieve here, then what am I doing? Now, if there was a contest among like, you know, and saying, hey, build me the best building in Minecraft, then I have a goal, then I go into Minecraft and I spent, you know, seven days with no sleep building something. Because now I have a goal, now I have something that I want to do. It's a competition to build something. And then I get excited. But if I'm just floating around in it, I'm like, okay, there's nothing to get me excited about it. Not that the, the game's not bad, the game's, you know, it's a great game and it's, you know, there's a reason why it's got so many followers and uh, it's just not for me. Or maybe it came at a, at a time where my mind just never engaged with it because my brain was already formed and it was already set in its ways in what I like. And Minecraft was just not the thing that I... So that brings us to Ark, right? Let's talk about Ark, Candyman. No. Really? Okay. How are the dinosaurs? Are the graphics still suck? Do you have you who's who's played it? Just uh, you, brother. You have played, played it. I've seen. I've watched people playing it, and it didn't even make me remotely want to play it. I played it, and I usually like that type of game, survival plus like MMO kind of feel. Um, but it never grabbed me uh, enough. Um, I don't know. And also, there were so many bugs and. I had so many problems with it on PC that I it just it, it really died on me really quick. Um, I I wish it was it would have been better because I was learning with it with some friends at the same time. They they bought it at the same time. We were you know we were noobs on it and we were on trying to understand and it was pretty cool understanding how everything worked because if you like survival games you are definitely gonna like it a little bit at least yeah um and and especially that is so um so detailed in 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 a few things of how to how to make the and how to craft stuff you know it's unique in in its way it's different from other stuff and and you and at the same time you have to be like uh like you know looking around because all of a sudden a, a freaking um dinosaur can jump on you and it's not it's literally a thing like you could be in the beach and all of a sudden uh, one predator will come out of nowhere and attack you and you have nothing to even fight him with <laughs> you know so and, and then you you you're you're naked you you don't have anything it starts it starts raining the guy starts uh having cold it's, you know it's like what am I doing? <laughs> but is it in a PvP atmosphere, or is it how? Well, well you so you so this is a problem with Ark. So I owned Ark for a long time, mm -hmm. and I played several games of Seven Days to Die with some friends, and we were kind of getting bored, and it was kind of like we'd play a game and we'd restart, and after about the third time with different mods and stuff, we were like, okay, it was kind of falling apart, and so I was kind of like, okay, let's try Ark, and I'd played Ark before, and it never. Like, I didn't really get it. I, you, you spawn on, you typically, you kind of spawn on a beach and you're, you know, you're level one and you're naked and you kind of go around and you try to, you know, gather, you gather berries and, you know, make an axe and make a, make a pickaxe and make a hatchet and make a, you know, make like a bone spear. And then you, you know, and you poop <laughs> a lot. You do? Yeah. Yeah, you, there's even a button to, to poop. <laughs> now, now I'll give the game props for that shit, literally. Because uh, I have not seen many games in which you actually shit. I mean, in, in the Stick of Truth, the South Park game, you get to collect shit from the toilet, but you never actually see anybody shit. 
from yeah. what is there a purpose to it like can you burn it or something right. Right well now, yeah so you, you have, have to shit it otherwise you die i'm pretty sure you can use that as a fertilizer yeah use it as fertilizer but so it turns out so we actually wound up playing it and i, I so i played art several times i kind of like logged in you like go on the beach you kind of you know make some rudimentary rudimentary tools and then you know like little dinosaurs basically eat you a lot and you lose your shit a lot trying to get your shit back and I, and I didn't get it at all. And so when I played it again with some friends, I, I actually got the game. Like, the game, because I was trying to play it, like, seven days to die, so I was like, okay, you know, yeah. I'll gather stuff and make a house and, you know, make tools. And that's not, like, you know, you're trying to play it like, like, <clears throat> like your character is... <clears throat> what's important kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, my character needs weapons and armor, and, you know, like, my character is going to be the, the way I interact with the world, and, and that's not how ARC works. You you actually, it's a dinosaur game, and the way the game really works is you interact through into the world through dinosaurs, and so yeah. what the game is really about is about taming dinosaurs, and so what you have to do is you have to, and I didn't get it at all, I was playing the game wrong, and I didn't get it. Oh, yeah, so what yeah. you have to do is you actually wind up um, tranquilizing and taming dinosaurs, and then you ride the dinosaurs, and you use those dinosaurs to kill the other dinosaurs. Right. And then you start getting really strong, and you can get dinosaurs that fly, and you can get all kinds of different dinosaurs with special abilities. You can get ones that go on, you know, swim underwater and fly and do all these different, you know, go in different environments. Yeah, and, you know, different combat powers, different strengths and weaknesses for different kind of fighting you know, fighting areas, and then you start collecting better ones, and you start breeding them, and you try to, and you actually start breeding their stats up, and you get ones, you find ones that have, like, a high health roll and a high melee roll, and you breed them together and have babies that have both the high health and the high melee, and then you'll breed them, as you breed them together, you get mutations where stats will get better, and ultimately you're basically breeding up, the whole point of the game is basically to breed up big, badass dinosaurs, and then there's bosses. Every, every there's arcs, so each mm -hmm. arc is like a world. Like it'd be kind of like in Seven Days to Die if there were a bunch of different worlds that you could kind of jump between, and each arc is like a world, like a map, and every arc has bosses, and you basically breed up, you know, badass dinosaurs, and then there's there's three versions of the bosses. There's gamma, beta, and alpha versions, and you basically have to spawn the boss fight by getting a bunch of. Um, tribute items. You have to go kill a bunch of stuff and get the drops to summon the boss. And then when you summon the boss, you go into this boss arena, and it's your dinos against the boss. And if you win, you get various rewards, including things like increasing your character's level cap and stuff like that. So there's actually a progression. You go through the arcs, you kill the bosses, you capture dinos, you breed dinos, but that's the game. Like So when I was playing the game, like, uh, like I was a dude, and like, I'm going to make a house and get bone spears and you know, get cloth armor and stuff, like, you don't... I, I didn't get it at all. Like, you, it's all about getting dinosaurs and breeding dinosaurs okay. and making an army and, you know... And everything else is just in, in support of those efforts. Okay, so you have to make, like, sexy time with dinosaurs. What's that? You have to make sexy, sexy time with dinosaurs. Yeah. That's, uh... And then, you you know, breeding, breeding and culling, you know, killing the old ones and, yeah... Yeah, it's, it's it's really fun. I I spent a long time playing it, and it's it's been really fun. We're not quite done with it yet. We're but we've made pretty good progress. We've killed a lot of bosses. Okay. But it's fun. Yeah, it's actually a very fun game. 
Yeah, I, 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 I tried, but I never got anybody that was understanding it fully enough. And uh, I, w I was just, you know, playing it how you were saying, like if it was just a survival game. And, and it was hard. <laughs> there were a lot of hours wasted just like <laughs> gathering stuff and all of a sudden, boom, I'm dead. <laughs> I lost everything and now it will spawn again. Oh, and one thing that I was saying. It sounds like Rust. Uh, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like Rust, really. With, but without the, the. This one has, you know, monsters, <laughs> uh, dinosaurs. Um, I was hating when I was going into, like, public um, servers uh -huh. that they already knew where all the people were spawning, and they basically will create these walls that you could not get in the actual island at all and they will have like all the spawn locations locked oh, and you were wow. basically in an area that it was for doom and sometimes they will even leave um uh aggressive dinosaurs there so mm -hmm. you will spawn you will die instantly oh shit uh yeah i was it was really confusing on trying to understand the game <laughs> But, I don't know, I might give it a try if one of you guys is, you know, willing to teach. <laughs> the other thing that's interesting about the game... So, again, I, when you start out, it really sucks. Because you have, like, you know, you have, like, a thatch house, and you have a bone spear. And, you know, you might have, like, a mortar and pestle or some, you know... Like, everything you have is really crap. And it turns out that the game has a really large number of levels. And so, basically, you start... It's kind of like a Civ game. Um, you know, you start out with, like, a bone spear, and then you eventually get, like, a bow and arrow, and then eventually you get, like, a compound bow, and then eventually you get, like, a crossbow, and then eventually you get, like, a simple pistol, and then you get, like, a, a like a long-neck rifle, and then eventually you get, like, a, you know... And, and, and as time goes on, eventually you get, like, assault rifle, and eventually you get the rocket launcher, and then eventually you get what are called the, the ultimate stuff, um, you'll get like tech weaponry, which is like plasma rifles and like master, like basically like Master Chief armor from Halo. Okay. You know, with with flying jets and all kinds of you know. So so basically, you start out and it's like utter crap, and that's the problem with the game because you start and you like have a stone hatchet and cloth armor, and this you know, and these Dilophosaurs are spitting acid in my face, and this sucks. But eventually. You get, you know, tranquilizer guns and all kinds. Of, you get amazing high-tech, you know, ATVs and flying suits. And so the, 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 the breadth of the game is actually staggering. And, like, the, the problem is the early game sucks, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is why I played it several times and quit. And I never, <laughs> you know, like, I never got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's not very fun to start, especially if you're alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I figure you would need a group of friends to play with. Because I'm not very good at making friends online. Because I don't trust anybody out there. <laughs> really. Oh, Mr. Lacey is back. I can't even find the time to play with the people I like. More or less, get on to play with people I don't know. I didn't think you liked anybody. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's why it's such a hard time playing with them. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, so does anybody want to talk about another game right now? Since we're in a roll talking about survival games and stuff like that. Is there another one? Oh, uh, talking about ARPGs, uh, I, f I did finish Children of Morta. That's an excellent game. 
Uh, that's where you play with each family member. And uh, and then there's darkness, and so you can't... I think there's like five or six family members total, and each one has a very unique fighting style, so you have to adapt to playing the game differently. Uh, because uh, the more you play with certain family members, the more they will get corrupted, so you have to let them rest, and then you have to try somebody else. So the game forces you to cycle through a lot of... Uh, it forces you to adapt to different playstyles, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and, uh, and the story is actually quite good. Um, if a little bit sad at times, but uh, but then once you play the the thing, it doesn't really have any repairability, so that's the only sad thing about it. I I wish the game was a little bit longer, but but Children of Morta actually wasn't that expensive, I don't think, so I would recommend that one. I think Candyman has played it, right? Too. Yeah, I really liked it actually. I thought the storytelling was really good. Yeah, yeah, it's and good. actually had good music. Mm -hmm. I thought the bosses were a little too hard, to be honest with you. It was a little grindy, and the bosses were a little hard. It's but a... it had a really good storytelling, and good music and sound, and it had a really good feel to it, I thought. Yeah, it's grindy in places, but not too grindy. I mean, I found once I hit a certain power curve, I never died again. Like, I always, like, beat the shit out of everything. Uh, with some characters. Other characters didn't have the particular playstyle that, you know... Because there's some bosses that you kill so quickly with one character, then you play with a different character and you have a harder time. So, uh, I always like playing with the archer characters. So that one's kind of tricky because it can't... Uh, you spend power if you try to shoot while moving. And so you have to be careful about spending all your power because then you can't sprint away or whatever. Then they have his her little sister is actually a pyromaniac thing, like a elemental fire elementalist, I think. But she can't move when she's firing her fireballs. So you have to... But then one of her purses, she gets shields that rotate around her. So when she gets hit, she can kind of deflect some stuff. But you have to like be very strategic with her. But she's like a, she's like a glass cannon, basically. Like She can stand far away and just blast the shit out of everything on the map. So it's pretty cool. The most boring one is the dad. The dad just has a sword, sword and shield. And I found him to be the most banal or you know the least interesting character of them all but and you have the little kid who's like a thief like a rogue and does backstabs and shit or whatever goes invisible so that's good i like the martial artist dude oh yeah he's really cool too he, he was good he like auto targets people i think as, as if they get close enough and you're attacking he starts auto targeting everybody and he attacks really fast so he's really cool and he gains armor the more you attack the more armor you get so basically you can you know, you can spiral into becoming invincible in certain stretches of the game. So that's pretty cool. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh, we, did we talk about Outward? I've been playing Outward with Art. And I th we went through the whole game, actually. Outward is like a combination between a role-playing game in a... Uh, what, a free... F what do you call that? When you can explore every part of the world at your leisure. Um... Yes, open world. This open world with survival mechanics, and so you, and crafting as well. So you have to like make sure you drink, make sure you boil the water from the river, and you know, make sure whatever you kill, you can boil. All the food has is perishable, so you have to make sure you cook it. And uh, you get special backpacks that keep the food better, and other backpacks have more capacity. And uh, the combat mechanic is kind of screwy. Combat is really kind of wanky in that game, but uh, you can drop your backpack to dodge faster. Which makes sense, but uh, but the NPCs are kind of wooden. Like the, it seems like a game that I was that was almost finished. Like there's places that seem just like background, and there's places where stuff happens, 
And um, but it doesn't hold your hand, like it doesn't tell you where to go and what to do. You just start running around and figure out, oh, I can be a wizard in this game. I just traveled to the Purple Mountain and somebody taught me magic and I didn't know that magic was a thing in this game. So, um, you know, you just outfit your character however you want. There's trainers everywhere so you can learn different skills. And you can specialize in like either backstabbing as a thief or being a, a mage or you can specialize in two-handed weapons, spears, swords, blunt weapons, sword and shield or shield bashing and stuff like that. So, um, it's, I think it's quite well done but it's underbaked. Needs a little bit more time. Um, but no, we enjoyed it. We went through the quest, and technically, you can play the game three times without it becoming too repetitive because you can go through three separate quest lines. You can only do one one at a time. So, um, okay, I think that's. Are we done talking about gamings or are we still talking about games? Uh, oh, yeah, I tried League of Legends and it didn't impress me that much. I still prefer Dota. So. You prefer Dota? Yes, I prefer Dota. League of Legends seems a little bit too simplified. There seems to be... You know, the problem is that Dota does, doesn't have... It's not as accessible to people because it's more complex. Where League of Legends, you can just jump in and start playing even if you don't know what the hell you're doing. You can't... In Dota, if you do that, you're going to get, you know, chewed out. Um, uh, no, but it's really, really hard. Eventually... No, I mean, I know there's people that play really well and everything, but I've evaluated both games, and Dota 2 has a lot more, like, strategic power to it than... Uh, towers go way easy in League of Legends, and it seems to me that there some characters in League of Legends are, like, badly imbalanced to where you can take one guy one-on-one -on -one right away, where in Dota that would never happen, not at the beginning of the game. You would have to, like, snowball for that to happen. And... I don't know, it just seems kind of wonky to me. It doesn't seem, you know, as tight as, as Dota. And I know it's not as popular, but I think that Dota is still the one that makes the most money in the biggest tournament of esports ever. But unfortunately, I think Dota is more of a spectator game than a game that you would actually play. Whereas League of Legends works both ways. You can spectate it, and, and I think it, got, it grabs people more as a game that you want to play. Um... So, if, but Dota has been suffering because its its uh, its fan base or the the player base is kind of they're kind of assholes, and there's way too many Smurfs in the game that just go in and and beat the crap out of everybody because they have a smaller player base. So you don't people are not getting the higher level games that they want. So they create alternate accounts and they start Smurfing and they start making everybody else's life miserable. They like new players like are quitting within a week or two nowadays. So the player base is shrinking, but the viewership is increasing, which is an interesting phenomenon. So, um, so Dota is not going to go away anytime soon. Although there's going to be less people playing it, I think overall. Uh, but anyway, that's. More. I gave it a try uh, to both of them, and yeah, I play way more uh, League of Jet Legend, League of Legends, and uh, I don't know, it's not a game for me. The society is way too, way too toxic. Yeah, in general, those games are just toxic. Unless you have a, a group of four other friends, that's right. that's pretty much the only way I would play either of those games. If if I had you know friends and I was getting into a group, but yeah. to to get four other people that want to invest the amount of time and effort that it takes to play those games, it's like okay, maybe not. You know, you would have to play with strangers, you know, and then make friends out of strangers, which is not something I'm good at online. So. It doesn't happen. Uh, okay. Well, I guess can we? Do you guys want to switch to what uh, we've been watching? 
I'm doing. Anybody has any shows? Because we're all stuck in our houses, so. I've been pretty much playing video games. <laughs> oh, really? You haven't been watching anything? Nah. I, I, I'm, I'm playing uh, like, literally like three games, like in a row, but, you know, in different times. Uh, it's Resident Evil is one of them, obviously. Then the second, uh, I have Animal Crossing and Switch, which I'm playing a lot. <laughs> It's yeah, it's super chill game. And yeah, I've seen everybody on Twitch talking about Animal Crossing. Oh yeah. Because obviously Animal Crossing came out right at the right time, right when everybody was starting oh to get God, stuck yeah, at home. It was so like the perfect game. It's the, the perfect, perfect storm. Situation. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's playing Animal Crossing. I'm not. I don't know. I I mean, obviously, I used to be a Nintendo guy, but that used to be back in the in the eighties. Back in the day. Yeah, I I stopped being a I think I stopped being a Nintendo guy starting with the with the Blue Cube, the one that's Ethan's favorite. What's that one? Oh, the GameCube. The GameCube. I stopped. The GameCube's controller is the worst piece of shit controller ever made. I'm sorry. It is not. That controller is atrocious, dude. That has like it a big not. button, a small button. It's got the buttons in weird places. It is the stupidest design for any <laughs> controller ever made. The, the that N64 controller alone. Is the worst controller. N64 is not the best controller, but it's not the worst. It's not no, as bad as No, that's a piece of garbage. Who puts a joystick <laughs> on like this, this extra arm on the like bottom? It looks like a pee pee. <laughs> Didn't uh, the WaveBird come out for the GameCube? The who? The Nintendo's wireless controller. I, th I think it got launched on the GameCube. Well, I mean, it didn't launch with the GameCube, but that came out during GameCube's life cycle. And that's one of the best controllers ever made. I don't even know what that is. Read a book. Maybe, yeah. But that was not the standard <laughs> controller. It must have been a different controller because... No, but it's the one everybody used. Everybody oh, okay. that continued to play on their oh, okay, little box. Imagine today's day you can still buy that uh, controller that you hate. That piece and of there's shit thing. so many different um, variations of it. Uh huh. People still look for it. <laughs> oh man, that controller insults me in an intellectual <laughs> and physical level. I'm sorry. That thing is horrible, horrible. The worst controller ever made. That that shit. I remember trying to play Smash Brothers with that shit. I'm like, ah, that was the most painful experience in my life playing Smash Brothers with that controller. No, you're just bad but with the controller. Because people playing the newer Smash Brothers games, the pros still come with the GameCube controllers. That's because they're giving themselves handicaps. Yeah, it's like that guy that beat the the, the Souls game with like a fishing controller or whatever, <laughs> or with like the Rock Band controller. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, that's that's. Some people just like pain. Yeah, they do. It's just like <laughs> it's just like when you played the original Resident Evil games and you're used to you think that every zombie game from then on should have that weird mechanic to where the, the camera does whatever it wants to do at weird times and yeah and it fucks you over so I don't know uh, GameCube not a fan I mean there were not bad games for the GameCube I mean Resident Evil 4 came out for the GameCube right? yeah Resident Evil 0 also uh, so and the Resident never, Evil remake all yeah. of those were GameCube yeah they were so it wasn't exclusives for yeah, a while the console itself wasn't a bad console it's just I love the GameCube that I don't mind uh, the Dreamcast is one that I think had such a short lifespan that I wish it had lasted longer. That's because you and I are the only two people that ever bought one. No shit. I have one. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> and the, the three of us were the only ones that bought them. We I, loved them. Actually, sure. four. Jessica Chobot also loves them. I, I like the Dreamcast. Yeah. I actually, Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast was probably the best 
one of the best games I ever played. Agreed. Yeah, I had it too. Man, it was a great game. It was so good on Dreamcast. And actually, so was I think it was Fantasy Star Online too. That was yeah. Really, oh, we played that. Yeah, we used to play that. Andres and I used to. We yeah. lived in different really locations, fun. and we played that online. That was super yeah, super fun. Because I remember awesome. that that console had its own keyboard, so we could actually type to each other while we we're playing that game. And that was the first time that I was like typing shit and like, you know, on a console, obviously, you know, PC. I'm stuff. surprised nobody addressed the elephant in the room. The Final Fantasy remake just came out. That's because Final I Fantasy VII, yeah. the last Final Fantasy game I played was three. And Seven is still the best, man. Like that, that has <laughs> such huge freaking memories of that game. I loved that game. I don't know if I can do the remake. So how's the remake? Apparently, they even changed the combat style, which I don't agree with that. Even uh, oh, we're gonna I'm switch not... to the combat knife channel then. They changed <laughs> the ending also, from what I heard. Like they've changed a lot of things in that game. Yeah, and, so, and my favorite character in Final Fantasy VII was the dog thing, and you can't even play as him in the remake. Oh. He oh, can't no. even, he's not playable in your party, which really sucks. Really? They got rid of Red? No, Red's still in it. That's the thing that pisses me off. Red's still in it, but you can't play as him. But, you know, they like split the game up. It's almost episodic. They're saying that you might be able to play with him on the next iteration, whatever comes out next. Gross. But in this whole okay. first part of the remake, you don't play as him at all. Yeah, apparently they divide the game into two sections, obviously, to make more money. But yep. um, it's, it's I don't know, I have never played those games. Uh, like, I don't I don't enjoy them, really. Um, but uh, from what I've seen, like, a lot of people were raging for the combat, combat situation, that it, they even changed that. Like, why would you do that? Well, all of them have become more action RPG rather than turn-based, so I guess they're just trying to bring it up to date. Right. Oh, but okay. I didn't even I didn't even look at that. I didn't even know. So yeah, that's that's kind of crazy for something that's that beloved. I know the the summons are actually not crazy either, like they were in the original game. The summons are all toned down, which is weird to me. Mm. I don't know that that whole thing is kind of weird. But man, that game as a story, that was the first time a death impacted me in a game like that. That story is amazing, and I don't want to say it because, I, I don't know, like, spoilers, I guess, for a game that's <laughs> 100 years old, but that, that story is, is really, really good. I I almost played 7, because Justin gave me a copy of it on the PC, but it never ran correctly, so I never was able to play it. The, which was the first uh, Final Fantasy to come out as an MMO? Was that 12? No, it was 11. It was 11. Yeah. Was that any good? How does that game work as an MMO, though? Because of the fighting system, it's, it's turn-based. How do you do that in an MMO setting thing? I think it wasn't turn-based. Oh, it wasn't? No, I think that, that's, that was when it kind of transitioned over to be an action RPG. Oh, so it's right. no it's no longer turn-based? Yeah. No, you that, tell that's me... the whole, yeah, that's what we're saying. Like, no, that <laughs> all of the Final Fantasies now are action RPGs. So since 2011, Final Fantasy is no longer Final Fantasy, is what you're telling me. No, it evolved to be current, just like Resident Evil doesn't have tank controls anymore. Man, I don't know. That's weird. Okay, maybe I'm just too old. Yep. That's what, that's what a lot like of people it. were like. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like it. Okay, Boomer. Mr. Doesn't know how to use say, we need controller. We need Moopy to come drop the Okay Boomer on us. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay, <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> Yeah, and so but yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm like, I, I was hoping somebody had played it because I'd like to hear somebody's take on it. But I don't know if I could jump into the remake on that one, which is funny because Lesue and I just spent half this time talking about the RE2 remake that both of us have played. I went through it four times. <laughs> Damn, four four times. times. What about? Well, 
was just going to say that game is split. You, you play as one character and then you play again as another character, and then you can reverse it and do the first as the other character and the second as. The oh, okay. It's, it's like a whole thing, but the game itself doesn't really change. And you played a bunch through Resident Evil Four too, right? Uh, yeah, I went through Resident Evil Four on the GameCube, on the PS Two, I think, or was it PS Three maybe? Mm-hmm. And then again, I think on the, I don't know, another platform that it came out on. So yeah, I, I can't speak anything about <laughs> wasting a lot of time in Resident Evil on different platforms. <laughs> That's funny. The only contemporary Resident Evil game I played was, well, somewhat contemporary, was called Nate Veronica. That was for the Dreamcast. They are all fantastic except Six. Six is the, the devil. I never played. I, I, did, I did go through five co-op with Leaf. And five is pretty good. Five is pretty good unless you play with Leaf. Sorry, Leaf. I think four. Four is probably <laughs> my, my favorite. Well, I hear shit, shit, shit in the background. He dies. We have to replay the level. Shit, shit, shit again. We have to replay the level. Shit, shit, shit again. We have to. Replay. I don't know how many times we replayed that fucking game. I yeah. highly recommend seven in VR. Seven in VR is amazing. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. So I'm. I'm actually. Once this virus thing passes, I think I'm almost ready to get my first VR set. So oh, almost ready. He means in like two years. One year. Yeah. One year. <laughs> because I know that it's gonna come be a new one, right? So there's always a new one, and I want to get the. HP's got a new one coming out. Well, it it was supposed to launch, I think, right around right now, but obviously that's it's delayed. But their new one, they've actually partnered with Valve also. Okay. So tell and us it's more about. Gonna be top of the line. Like it'll it'll be. Better than anything else that's out right now. Are you allowed to say the name of it, or is that like a... Um, I think it's technically just going to be the Reverb 2, but I, I can't remember. I don't know. Right now, it's still got a code name, and I, I don't know what the official name is going to be, but um, you know, HP's headset right now is the Reverb, and I think it's just going to be the Reverb 2. Okay. And how was the first Reverb? Or what, what was oh, it? It was amazing. It was amazing. Like they did, It was really nice. Um, is it cordless or what? The, or is it no? Wired? These are these are wired headsets. Okay, I guess they're too powerful right now to be cordless. Yeah, but I mean, you can get a Quest and then buy the the link, so you can play it either cordless with stuff that works mm -hmm. wireless, and then plug it in and use everything in your library. Okay. Okay. What well, did you say? That, that that's what I'm doing. Did you say a tabletop simulator? Uh... It works on Steam. Yeah, Steam VR. But it doesn't matter what headset you have. Any headset works with SteamVR. Okay. Well, that's the other thing we haven't talked about. We started playing Call of the Cthulhu on Tabletop Simulator. And, uh, well, I don't know. You guys tell me if it's been good. Ethan, Chido, and Andrew are playing. Okay, maybe. It wasn't that good. Playing what? <laughs> Go ahead, Tortellini. <laughs> Tortellini. Oh, oh, you mean Call of Cthulhu. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first time running Call of Cthulhu, so, you know. Um... <laughs> That's interesting. I'm trying the tabletop simulator. So once we run through the initial adventure, I think there may be one or two spots available if anybody else wants to jump in uh, to you know do persistent adventuring. The old, the reason I got it is because Eat Eat from California was threatening to run like an aliens campaign on it, and he never did. So or he hasn't yet. So hopefully this will prompt him to. To do it because I'm like streaming it on Twitch on Saturdays. I think we're supposed to play this Saturday at two, so I'll be streaming that on Twitch if you guys are curious about what it looks like. Whatever. Uh, but uh, so far I've been uh, pretty happy with Tabletop Simulator. It seems like a fairly easy interface with like you know really deep uh, things that you can do with it. 
especially if you know how to code it, or if you know how to use SketchUp or other programs where you can add 3D models into it. If you like uh, make your own monsters or things and you can do a little bit of animation, it becomes very powerful. You can just bring your stuff in, bring your make your dungeon tiles, and you can bring in PDFs and just about anything. So it's a pretty decent program. It's got all the dice too, and a lot of mods also. So should be good stuff. I was stuff. gonna ask, uh, mm -hmm. um, um, what is it? Ticks. Mm -hmm. um, have you played uh, Resident Evil Three? Just played everything. Not the not the remake. Oh, yeah. I haven't played. The no, I downloaded the demo for the remake, but never actually turned it on. Oh, okay. um, and from what I heard is is just because of the scope of 2. 2 is such a huge game and such a good story that it doesn't quite match up to 2, but I've heard that they still did a really good job remaking it. So everybody's hoping that they're going to do the same thing for 4 now. Right. I, um, I, I played through the demo. I liked it. Um... Uh, but I see the reviews of people and saying that, oh, it's too short. Oh, and and uh, it's, it, it was kind of repetitive of, of the first one and of, uh, of the second one. I was like, I don't get it. It's a remake. They're trying yeah. to make it as accurate, right? Well, not only that, I mean, uh, let me stop you right now because <laughs> uh, well, you never played RE3, right? Before? The original? No. Yeah. The okay. Original. So if you hated running all the time as Claire in 2, Watch uh -huh. out. Oh, yeah, because I bet. I bet. The whole because, point uh, of three is to run away from this thing they created called the Nemesis. Oh, right, the right. Nemesis I, 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 I played through the demo and I was already like panicking. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Don't it's awesome. That this is going to be the whole thing. Oh, did he God. Did he say stars in the demo at least once? I don't think oh, so. Oh, no. I hope, I hope they didn't cut that because that's all he did in, in three was he would just show up and go stars and then chase you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, and it sucked because there's nothing you could do you couldn't hurt him so man like that oh, i love that game I, I will get it eventually i just don't have it yet i'm waiting for a sale yeah exactly there's no rush on it because right now 60 bucks come on no hell no. exactly yeah, yeah. I, I got i got resident evil 2 for 20 bucks you know i'm a cheap guy no <laughs> i'm a cheap guy yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna be getting a 60 dollar game for that people are saying that they're finishing in less than 20 hours thank no thank you well, and one of the best things that they did with 3 when it originally came out, the original 3, was they that was when they first came out with Mercenaries, which was a, a side game that you play and you get like money and you can update your equipment that you, you can then take back into the regular game. So it was a cool little side game that you could play. Mm. And it was basically like before Horde mode. It was a, a dumbed-down Horde mode thing that you could do. Mm. And from what I heard, they didn't even include that. They didn't include that or anything else. It's just the story of Rory 3. My God, but being chased the whole game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's he's brutal too, man. Like he'll kill you so yeah. quick. <laughs> well, play the play the demo, and I, I okay, I got to, I got to now. Yeah. If you if you play the demo, you're probably gonna buy it like instantly. Because, <laughs> instantly, because I, I'm telling you, the game looks amazing, and the way that 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 guy moves and attacks, and all of a sudden he jumps and appears in front of you, and you go like, what the heck? You yeah, know, you've, like, <laughs> you've almost got me sold, but like right now, I just finished Doom from 2016. I just finished Gears Five, and I'm starting to work on. Um, I'm starting to finish Hard West and Okami. Oh, how's so Hard like, West? Is that the, that's really a time-based like cowboy thing? Yeah, it's basically with demons, uh, right? With the 
vampires it's or whatever a, the hell. Yeah, I don't it's, know. Yeah. it's like a demonic old west yeah. turn-based uh, XCOM. Yeah, we bought it for like a dollar or something when it was on sale. Yeah, and I started playing it back when I was still in school. Like I was playing it at work when I should have probably been working. <laughs> um, but but I can't do that anymore. So it's been <laughs> sitting for a long time. So now that I've, I'm going through the backlog, I'm, I'm hitting these games. And yeah, Old West is awesome. It's really good. That's so funny, man. You you told, you said that you were playing Doom. I bought it recently, and I was like, awesome. I'm almost about I'm almost, I'm almost about to be done with it again. Yeah. Also, yeah, Doom is fucking awesome. I played through the first one and. Uh... I'm, I'm about to buy the second one. Then the you know, obviously we're talking about the newer Doom games, not the old ones. But uh, I haven't played the, the uh, Eternal, but uh, no. but I, I was playing through the 16, and it's pretty good. Especially it's so good. Like, if you like metal, <laughs> it's like yeah. even better. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that that game, that is, game is fucking. That's uh, it, apparently Eternal is the other Doom on speed. Like it's even like twitchier and faster and you know you just gotta keep moving and keep killing stuff because uh-huh. the more you kill heard, the more you survive right oh really I, yeah i heard like it's they they kind of duke nukemed it a little too much like it's a little too ridiculous <laughs> so i don't know i i'm now that i've heard some of the bad reviews that are going with eternal I, like that's what? why uh There's strippers in it? Is, no it's just like <laughs> the the jokes are a little too much like, oh okay the, it's a little too ham-fisted and there's gotcha. some real dumb things that the your voiceless hero does that are there's no point yeah so i don't know it seems weird and another thing that uh people have been saying is that they're pissed about the jumping and grabbing stuff uh, the there's like a mechanic that you kind of double jump and slide and then you gotta have to grab a, a ledge or something but then you're doing that like in like in a minute session, you know, that you have to like not miss any ledge. If not, you just fall and die. And so you, oh, if wow. you haven't died from any any freaking uh, uh, monster, and all of a sudden you could die from a fall, just because yeah, of that stupid mechanic. Oh yeah, I, I don't like the, that. Kind of the thing. original Mirror's Edge is the only exception to my rule where I don't like any platforming in my first-person shooters. Yeah, it's it's still stupid. It's a it's, it's a first person shooter, and 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 you're putting that kind of mechanic like way too excessive. Yeah, that, that's what they were saying. It's like it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's too excessive, and there are parts that you have to just go through it like a whole minute or two, jumping, 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 and if you fall in one, you have to restart again. Yeah, I hate going through like a really huge firefight where you're like. You know, white knuckled all the way through the whole thing, and you finish it, and then you die because you mispress a button when you try to jump. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like in the 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 2016, though, a lot. I'm probably like maybe the last mission or something like that. Oh man, it's really good. Have you played it, Andre? Um, Doom 2016? Yeah, yeah, I told you, I went through it. Okay. I went through it on hard difficulty. Andrew Pro, I went through it on extreme difficulty or whatever. No, I just I just played through it on whatever okay. the default was. Hard difficulty was actually, challenging, <laughs> but it was fun. It, it was it was him that actually got me to play it, because I was up at his house, and he had oh, it on the yeah. computer, and, and had me running through it for a while, and then I noticed when I got home, it was on sale and bought it, and that was like, I don't know, it was probably at least two or three years ago, and finally just went through it like just a week ago or something yeah. it's kind of ridiculous yeah, I think I went through it last year it was probably summer of last year that I went through it 
But yeah, that game's a lot of fun. That that I thing is. because it was ten bucks in, that, in <laughs> That's a game that if you have a shitty day at work, you just come home and you just take it out on that thing. You just like beat the shit out of everything. Just like do your insta victory kills or whatever. Grab your extra ammo, and that's such a yeah. fun game. Another game I bought recently was Metal Gear Five. Uh, nice. Um, I haven't played it. I'm a huge fan of the. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Metal Gear. That stuff is good. Dude, it was four bucks in PSN. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh really? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Four bucks. So the only Metal Gear Solid that I've played from beginning to end is the very first one. Okay. Like all all the others I have bought, like most of them, the day they came out, and never finished any of them. Why? I don't know. I, it's a weird. Like I don't know. I just can't. I I don't know if it's like a squirrel runs by, you know, and I'm like dog. This like squirrel. And like I always <laughs> have to play something else, and I miss out. And like the third one, I don't even think I ever started. Wow. And then fifth, the fifth one, I started and got really far, and I was actually playing the like the really stealthy where you don't kill anybody kind of way. And so I was, I was like really into it. I'm like, yeah, I can finish this whole game like this. This is gonna be awesome. And then I don't know what happened, but something happened, and never picked <laughs> it back up again. Man, so, so that's on my backlog now. And funny thing is, I think now I have it on Steam too. So it doesn't even matter. Like, I, I can play it anywhere. Man, that you, you, you have to that that story. If you really like story-driven games, yeah, you are gonna love it because yep. it, it's immersive, really. I mean, it's it's Hideo Kojima. It's the same reason why I liked. Death Stranding. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, exactly. That's not yeah. it at all. <laughs> I played through the and, and first. What's that? I was just gonna say the funny thing is, like, as weird as Death Stranding is, it still can't compare to the plot lines of Metal Gear Solid. Exactly. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. It's so good, man. and I, I, I have waited uh, to play this one because usually I have. Yeah, I had other things to play, and then I, I go like, you know, eventually there's going to be a time that I'm going to be able to buy it cheaper, and yeah, <laughs> that sale was not too long ago, four bucks. <laughs> That's excellent. I wish I could pick it up for four bucks on Steam. So there's five games total, right? Um, no, there there are more. There there's are more. Revengeance, uh, there's what? like, there's some little side games too. That okay, but the main games are five. The metal, yeah, the main, yeah, oh, no, the no, main you're, games are five. Are you, wait, you're talking yeah. Metal Gear or Gears of War? I'm getting confused here. Metal Gear Solid. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I started playing five on the PC. I actually did pick it up for a pretty good sale on Steam. And five is really good, but yeah, to me, like, the missions start getting repetitive. If you play, like, 30 missions, you're like, okay, I'm playing another mission, another mission. Uh, but no, I mean the the gameplay is awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I never played the other Metal Gear Solid games though. So. Oh my! But and I, they're really good. Yeah, the first one, the, the graphics are really dated, but I mean, if you can find that on Steam for really cheap, I'd highly recommend it because the story is amazing. Yeah. Okay. And then the second one, it's like the most legendary one of PlayStation Two, and and yeah, everybody that had a PlayStation Two like. At least heard of the game. At least. So. Um, well, everybody that played it back then, though, was really pissed off. They were really pissed off for a long time, and then they decided it was a really good game because you yeah. end up not playing as the real main character for most of that game. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't know it at first. Like, they're like, "What is this? Uh -oh. It's ridiculous." Yeah. <laughs> what is yeah, this? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. but, it, but it is a good game. The, the best thing, though, the most ultimate like mind thing that freaking. Hideo Kojima did was the when you play Psycho when you fight Psycho Madness in the very first game. Oh my God! Yes. 
you yeah. you had to actually yeah. plug in a second controller and do something on the second controller that would affect him so that you can oh, actually really? beat him as a boss fight. Yeah. Oh, so wow. you would I've never heard of that the, kind of cover. He did no, the no, craziest no. You, you things. You just have to change it. You just have to change it to play. You have to play as the second one. Yeah. You just have to put it in the second slide so that you confuse his mental ability of reading it's whatever so you're doing. Oh wow. Those games were so epic. Yeah, man. Like, and it, it, and it didn't tell no you that. Way, there was no way that you were going to know how to do that. No. It, there were people raging. Like, how the hell am I going to know this if he knows what, everything I'm doing? And then uh, all of a sudden, if you were, you know, with friends and stuff, the out of word of mouth, everybody was starting to say, oh, my God, somebody discovered that you, by putting on the second one, he can't read your mind. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how you, yeah. the only way you would know because back then there was, I think there was no internet whenever that. No, man. It was, like you said, it was word of mouth. Somebody just figured that stuff exactly. out. Exactly. So, you know, if somebody had played it and told you about it, that's when you will beat that boss. It was awesome. <laughs> and he wasn't even like, that was like one of the first bosses in the game. So that whole game was just insane. Yeah. You know that I, 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 I had bought it, I think it was. Um, either PS3 because I wanted to go through the nostalgia again and I was thinking how the hell am I gonna do that if I'm playing like in a type of a of an emulator in PS3 how the hell am I gonna change it to the second controller so they can like <laughs> kind of like figure yeah. that out there was some sort of mechanic in the game that you could actually do That's that funny it was so funny because I was like oh my god even even if somebody to this day, he did, they did not know how to do that, they were not going to figure it out until they went to YouTube. <laughs> so the, the funny thing is I bought the Metal Gear collection for PSP. I, I can't remember if it was PSP or PS Vita uh -huh. for one of those. And I never thought about that. Like, I wonder how you probably have to turn the whole thing upside down or something. Maybe. Uh -huh. oh, the, the, That's weird. I think, I think if it was a setting or something, I, I really don't remember how it was. That's hilarious. That what you would do is uh, you will you will say, play as a second, as a second um, controller <laughs> or something. And then that one, when I would get it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, man. So the only other thing I'm playing right now from my backlog, if we're still going to go down this road, is... Yeah. Um, oh, man. Far Cry New Dawn. Far Cry uh, New Ab Which one is that? Abby got it. Oh, Far Cry New Dawn and Wolfenstein Youngblood. Those are the other two games I'm playing right now. Which one is New Dawn? Was that after the... New Dawn follows Far Cry 5. So after... And 5 is the Montana thing? Yep. Okay. This follows that. Gotcha. Long time in the future. Well, not a long time, but like 20 years. Okay. After Montana. Which, if you guys, none of you played Montana, man, play that game. That The end of that game is insane. Is that available on all platforms? Yeah, it should be. Okay, cool. Because it's an Ubisoft game, so it should be on all platforms. At the very least, you can get it in Ubisoft's store online and play what on the, PC. What is the name again? Far Cry 5 was the one that ends crazy. But, but the one after that is the one I'm playing now, Far Cry New Dawn. It's not as good. It seems like, you know how a lot of games will get that, like, Solo expansion that sometimes comes out. That's what this game feels like. It feels like a solo expansion, but it, it really is its own full game. It just doesn't quite feel like it. You're basically doing the same, like all the little side missions is what the game is. 
cool. never gotten into the Far Cry. I wanted to, but I never gotten into it. That's another series that I've platinum all of them for absolutely no reason. Wow. Yeah, yeah. like it, that's another game that you can just jump in and play for like five minutes and then turn off and actually accomplish <laughs> things. <laughs> so it, it's a good side game to play. Like if you're playing other things, but you want to jump into something for real quick, that's a good one. Oh, okay. And then Youngblood, if you guys have played any of the new Wolfenstein games, basically Youngblood is uh, trying to think of the timeline. Um, after the last Wolfenstein, Blaskowitz is really old now, and you're playing as his twin daughters. Oh. So BJ Blaskowitz is taken by the Nazis, and his grown daughters, who are like complete white trash, it's hilarious. <laughs> complete, not partial white trash, but no, no, like complete <laughs> white trash. Like they even have like horrible hickish accents and say the worst possible things to each other. Oh wow. It's, so they are hilarious. They're they're fun, but the game itself is just okay. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, is anybody else playing through backlog? Kennyman, are you playing through any backlog? Or Ark is the only thing you've been doing? Really? No, I've been playing Ark. Um, yeah, I was trying Glory Victus a little bit. Trying to think. I don't think there's anything else. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Pretty much, just been playing art for like a couple, a good couple of months. We're just trying to beat all the bosses, and then the only thing I really watched, I haven't been watching too much. The only thing I really watched was I watched when as soon as it came out, I watched season two of Altered Carbon, but I, was it I good? wasn't. I mean, it wasn't bad, okay. but it wasn't great. The first season was okay, but it didn't really super grab me. But I'd be willing to watch the second one. Uh, the second season's not nearly as good as the first, in oh, my really? opinion. Okay, well, in that case, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah, because I loved the first season. I thought, and, and everyone I talked to, I mean, admittedly, it was only a few people, but okay. all the people I talked to felt the same way, that the second season was... It wasn't the fault of the guy. I mean, I just thought the writing was terrible. I thought the guy, the Falcon guy from the Marvel movies, I thought he was fine. I just... Oh, he's in it? Writing. The Falcon yeah, guy? Yeah, he took over the lead. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, oh, yeah, because he's got a new body, right? You know. Yeah. So okay, I didn't know that was him. Okay. I, mean, I thought he did a good job. I didn't. I thought. I just thought the writing was. I thought the writing was terrible. Okay. I really did. That was really bad. But are any of you guys watching devs? devs? No. No. Nope. Thanks to FX being partnered up with Hulu now. It's on Hulu. If any of you guys have Hulu, check that show out. Did you show me part of it? I don't think so. It, when we man, went to the... your house to play Gloomhaven, what was the show that you showed me? When we went to, hmm, I don't remember. I don't remember what I put on, but it, it wasn't devs because devs is is pretty dramatic. I wouldn't have put that on. Okay, uh, it was something else. It was the thing with the falcon that we saw at Pack South or the eagle, whatever. The thing oh was. yeah, oh man, that show's so dumb. That what that's the that? one that's like, uh, oh, I can't remember what it. Falcon, no, uh, something quest, Raven Quest. Raven Quest. Yeah, that's that's the one that was made for Apple TV that yeah. was based on a... It's kind of like The Office, if The Office played out in a game company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it has its moments. It's pretty funny, but I've only watched maybe like three episodes of it. Okay. You know what is good is uh, it's on Hulu. Um, what We Do in the Shadows. That's... Oh, my God. Did you watch the first episode of the second season? No, I watched. I don't actually have Hulu. I watched a bunch of it with Ethan when I was in Bakersfield, but it's awesome. really funny. Yeah, that shit's amazing. The movies, it was really great also. I but, heard about the movie. I had this uh, colleague of mine that was always 
<laughs> telling me about it and it, it was kind of like whatever told me it was kind of funny but i didn't know there was a series about it oh yeah and it's the same people that produced and wrote the series so it's just as good as the movie it's so oh, good wow. yeah it's it's really it's, it really is very funny <laughs> i still haven't seen it what is it on is it on amazon that's on hulu oh it's on hulu yeah. okay yeah, yeah, I think it's also, I mean, I think it's originally on FX. I think it was FX, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. But now that FX has partnered up with Hulu because Disney owns everything, it's Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's on now. Hulu now, but I'm just saying, yeah. if, I think you can also watch it on, like, regular TV. <laughs> yeah, FX. yeah, yeah. Any, anywhere we have FX, it'll it'll be there. But uh, it's super, yeah, it's super funny. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just like the movie. It's just about, like, vampires that are kind of, it's kind of like real world. Yeah. Kind of, you know, like like the drama of like real life, but as vampires, like roommates, and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Okay. I saw a few videos like on YouTube and stuff about it, and I I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, I I, I want to see the movie, and if I see the movie and I find it you know funny, then I'll probably try the series. Is the movie also on Hulu? I wouldn't be surprised. I I don't know. I haven't looked, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Definitely check for it. Uh It's really good. Okay. Let's see. I'm trying to think what I've been watching. Uh, All American. Based on a true story of a black football player from the wrong side of the hood in LA. Uh, Season 3 came out. I think it's 3. It's actually a really good show. Um... What else? Uh, we've been watching a little bit of Sabrina. Of course, Ozark. Everybody has to watch Ozark. That show is is a new Breaking Bad. It's not as that's what I heard. It's not as dark as Breaking Bad. So if you found Breaking Bad to be too unbearable to watch, this you'll you'll bear this one. And but it still has <laughs> a similar psychological effect. It's a slow descent into madness. So it is it is pretty man, cool. Sabrina is really good. Sabrina is good, man. And you know what? Slight spoilers, but not to the old ones are coming. Like at some point, you realize that the battle f- from heaven and hell, or whatever, is just secondary to the fact that the call of the Cthulhu is real. Awesome. And that shit just got me, you know, and that made it more exciting when we started playing Call of the Cthulhu because that shit is cool. So speaking so. of that, like Underwater was pretty awesome. I just watched that movie. What's Underwater? I thought it was gonna be. I think you you told me it was good. You saw it in theater. The the one with oh the underwater the movie yeah, yeah. with with the Twilight uh, Satura girl all American yeah who uh, like Karen Stewart like or Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart yeah she's really good I, yeah. man I hated her in almost everything until oh, really? I saw this movie no, I she liked, was awesome in this movie I liked her in American Ultra and I actually liked her oh, in Satura yeah, she was great, um, but I, I I obviously I didn't watch the Twilight stuff but I I don't no yeah. <laughs> yeah i remember when we were holding hands and watching that shit remember when you guys were braiding each other's hair and like you know cutting popcorn yeah and pillow fights Gitancito, please tell us what i know you have seen him i know you have seen him no he, he hasn't has, what are you saying are you drunk yeah, the fuck has, man he, he has what? seen the movie and, and like whenever he's it's really late at night that's why stop drinking man Gross. No, that's when he's that's when he's watching the anime, man. He's he's keeping that going <laughs> straight to the anime. There was an anime. Okay, you're you're <laughs> confessing things here because I didn't even fucking know there was an anime for this thing. No, I, I'm saying in general, like his body pillow. He's watching the anime stuff. Oh. 
Yeah. With a Kristen Stewart body pillow? I don't know. I'd watch anything with that body pillow. I mean... What? <laughs> okay, well, on that note, I'm bound out, guys. It's been, it's been real. It's been a great show. It's been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's the one that... Ethan Cito was the one checking out body pillows at the Comic Palooza. They That's had, what like, I was joking about. Like the That's full... exactly what I was saying. Yeah, no, but you weren't there when Ethan was looking at the body pillows. No, but you told everyone, including everybody that's listening to this right now, which isn't really adding probably that many people. That we like body pillows? Yep. <laughs> They're <laughs> great. No, actually, I've never tried a body pillow, but I don't know. Maybe there's something the to problem, it. The big problem with it is it has a hole. The big problem! <laughs> okay, good night, good night everybody. I'm, I'm going to bed. I've, I've got a I've got an early morning call anyway, so I'm gonna drop on. I, I can't my, I can't do. Uh, you keep your holes to yourself, man. I'm out. My, my body my bit of body pillow is leaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this one's been used. It's weird. It's all depleted on one side. Oh, oh man, that's crazy. Uh, let me see. Anything else that we watched? Nothing. Lost in Space, we finished season two of Lost in Space. <laughs> Lost in Space is really good. Um, and I think that's about it. I've been watching something. I finished Dexter because I started watching Dexter in like the mid-aughts or, you know, 2000 or whatever when it came out. Mm. And I stopped and I never watched the last three seasons. And I never knew that Ivan Strakakakakovic from Chuck was in there. Yeah, she finished it out, right? Yeah, she finished it out. I never yeah. knew that. So I'm glad that and I finished. How, uh, just how bad did you think the ending was? I thought it was okay. Uh, mm. Obviously, the show kind of started declining towards the end, like most shows yeah. do. There's very few shows that actually end on a strong note, but it, it could have been stronger, but it was okay. At that point, I was ready for Dexter to be over anyway. So I just thought they really... The whole last season was trash. Yeah, the yeah, whole last season was kind of weak, but... Yeah, yeah nor here, nor there. I don't know. Was, All right, I'm really going to drop, guys. Uh, it was a good talk. Okay. You guys have fun. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Well, let's see. Actually, I think we're nearing the two-hour mark. So let's see. It's like ten oh eight. So, well, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Any news that you guys want to talk about? Oh, uh, the other game I wanted to talk about was uh, Divinity: Original Sin. Have you guys heard about that game? Mm-hmm. Apparently, well, a while back I played it a little bit with Art, and because you can play a two-player. Um. The only thing I found is that sometimes when somebody's reading something and the other person is just like, if they're not reading something at the same time, you're kind of like just twiddling your thumbs or whatever. Uh, but it has a nice like turn-based combat feel to it. So I would be willing to give that game a try again co-op. Because there was, there was a whole booth for that game uh, at PAX South. And apparently the second game was even better than the first one. So I wouldn't mind playing through those games. Um, and actually they were just coming out with a board game and there was a long line for that board game all weekend long at Black South so we couldn't even get close to it. It's like a $120 board game. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I played I played uh, 2 and it was really good. Oh, you played through 2? I didn't beat it. I, I, I played through the first about half. Oh, okay. Kind of burned out. It was, it was kind of a slow, slow game. Did you play through Pillars of Eternity too? No, I never played those actually. No, because I actually own I the two pillars. I think there's only two right now, right? And apparently the second one as well is better than the first one, but I've been meaning to go through those. 
Yeah, I think I have. I know I have at least one of them. I just haven't. Uh, I never got around to it. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Let me see what else we got here. Another game that I tried uh, was Kingdom Come Deliverance. This one was recommended by Ethan Cito, and it's quite a good game. It's a like, kind of like an open world game, but it's low fantasy, meaning that it's like real life. It's real medieval stuff. Uh, and it plays kind of like Skyrim, where you have to like get all your skills up when you're running around, uh, finding your own armor and weapons. And it plays in Bohemia, which I think it's modern day Yugoslavia, maybe, or you know what used to be Yugoslavia, or uh, maybe Czechoslovakia. I don't know. Um, and so it's, but it's true to the times, like the king is a king and shit's going on, one of the kings is weak and the other king is trying to usurp him, and so you're just a peasant running around and your town gets attacked and it's very heavy on the story, which is the stuff that I like. And so you get a lot of story in it and you get to develop your character afterwards, whichever way you choose, making relationships with people and taking quests uh, a la Skyrim, but I think it's a lot, I think it's actually better done than Skyrim. Except, of course, you don't have spells and stuff like that, but it's just very kind of true medieval stuff. What's this one called? Uh, it's called Kingdom Come Deliverance. The one thing you won't like, Candyman, and I'm warning you before you buy that game and blame me for it, is that the combat system is not easy. It's also one of those where you have to kind of attack and block and kind of like. Yeah, it read. sounded like Mordow to me, and I'm like. But it's not twitchy like Mordow. It's not like fast and running around doing stuff. It's just, it's more, you know. Uh, it's lower pace, but if you get attacked by two people at the same time, it's hard to hold them. That's how tough the game is until you like get better at fighting. So it is going to be frustrating from that point of view. But everything else is excellent. Um, but you can use your bow and arrow. You can like steal horses. And uh, at some point, you can own your own horse and a bunch of quests. And the game is really interesting. The story is really rich. And the best thing is that it's all historically at least somewhat accurate. I can't say 100% accurate because I don't know as much of that time and place. But there's like a lore area where it explains to you the situation of the era. And it was during the era of the two popes, where, you know, that time when the, there was a split between the Vatican and France, and each one had their own pope that they recognized. So it was during that, that time. So it explains to you about what, what that means. And, you know, uh, pretty good. I think, is there a, I think there's a, you have to eat and stuff like that in that game too? I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, it's 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 pretty cool game. Yeah. Really good. If you look at it, it's going to have like a very positive or overwhelmingly positive on Steam because it's just extremely well done game. And that's one that at some point I'm going to just have to sit down and go through the whole thing. Yeah. But it is the beginning of... You will play probably for an hour, two hours before you actually get to the open world part because it's so, it's so rich at the beginning with so much story that you do have to go through a lot of story at the beginning before you get to the place where you can actually just roam around and do your thing. Um, but it's got that whole lockpick mechanic too. Like, you know, you, you, there's many ways to, to, to finish a quest. You can either do it through confrontation, through lockpicking, sneaking around talking to people, persuading them, you know, there's that whole thing. Uh, is it is it more like uh, online or... No, 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 it's single player. This is completely single player experience. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Skyrim was the same, right? Unless somebody modded Skyrim to be like multiplayer. Skyrim was yeah, yeah, single. Yeah, the, the base game was actually like that, just single player. Yeah. Yeah, there were people that modded it, but there was so many problems with it that not not really worth it. <laughs> Um, yeah, 
I loved uh, Skyrim, and I still think like that's my top game ever. Yeah, if so you far. if you like Skyrim, you would love this game. Yeah, because that's it's what I'm saying. like it sounds yeah. Sounds good. Except like I said, it's no magic. This is like historically accurate to medieval right, times. Right. So I, I really wouldn't mind uh, like if it's medieval and and like that. How he's saying, so mm -hmm. I really wouldn't mind that it doesn't have any kind of magic. To be honest, when I first started playing Skyrim, I I didn't use the magic <laughs> like to went up to went too far in the game. <laughs> I was like really like swordsman and bowman type of thing and then I missed out on the magic and later on I just kept on creating new characters and I have a I have a a swordman bowman character mm -hmm. I have a, a the, the master of arts magic guy <laughs> <laughs> so I have another one is like a uh, a vampire lord that has all kinds of dark magic also <laughs> so you know I, I spend way too much time on that game <laughs> <laughs> I probably have like four different characters files like with hundreds and hundreds of hours oh each. wow it's unbelievable <laughs> yeah yeah that game was super super popular and rightly so I mean Skyrim was one of the best games over time I think um yeah. To think to, that to this day, there's so many people that are still playing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're still playing it because uh, people are doing all their mods. And, you know, the expansion came out where you could have your own house or whatever, or a different house, or you could build your own house, right? At yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, so there were a bunch of different things. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of games that never die. The games that just keep being resurrected by the community, oh, which yeah. is good to see. Um, so, cool. Uh, let me see. So I guess a bunch of games got delayed. Obviously, this year everything's gone to shit, right? So games have been delayed. Like I, I don't even know. Do you guys think that if Cyberpunk is gonna come out this year at all? Have there been any? Doubt it. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it got pushed. I mean, I, I would think that they'd be pretty serious about getting it out this year, but because I, I mean. What is it? The Last of Us, and I, it's too bad Andrew's not here anymore because he loves The Last of Us. The Last of Us also got put, or you know, got pushed. It's not coming out. It's got put on semi hold, from what I hear, because uh, yeah, I bet because all the people on the on the production they yeah they can't do anything. Yeah. So uh, all they the hmm? was almost done, but it needed all the bug thing. And oh, okay. Yeah, debugging. It was almost about to be finished. Yeah. Um, by the way, did anybody know that there was a Dungeon Siege movie? Dungeon Siege movie? You guys remember Dungeon Siege, right? It was an old... Mm -hmm. uh, that was kind of like an old ARPG from the early 2000s. There were two yeah, of them, right? Games. Yeah. Yeah, whatever happened to those games? I thought they weren't bad, but they never made any more. Uh, but somewhere I heard there was a movie about Dungeon Siege. I never realized one existed. I'm gonna have to check it out. I don't. I don't remember. I don't even remember where I saw that. Probably Twitter or something. Um, the other thing that came out while we since last December, last time we did a podcast, was Warcraft Three Reforged, and I guess that was a mess. Um, Which I heard it was pretty bad because they did a lot of stuff and it was buggy and. Yeah, I wanted to get it, but after finding that, I think I'd rather play Warcraft One and Two on good old games than buy Three from Blizzard. Right. I don't know, Blizzard just went to shit, I'm sorry to say, you know. Well, 
actually you can even just buy the normal Warcraft 3, the the original one. Uh -huh. You can buy it directly from them and so I think you you have a better experience than the one with the new graphics uh, one. <laughs> yeah, but I hear that uh, that they linked them both so the people that were playing their uh, what what is it? Online gaming, they have to go through all the crap. Uh, they got rid of like the old servers for the old game and they merged everything with the new game, the new version of the game. So they were complaining that any bugs or anything that is attached to the new game, you have to deal with the old game or something. Like you couldn't do the games the way you wanted them. Also, like they, they protected their game against mods because of what happened to Dota. To, you know, Valve, whenever Valve did that mod of Warcraft 3. Uh, I mean, that's what started uh, MOBAs, basically. It was Valve stealing that, not stealing, but modding Warcraft 3 and making the first Dota. After they did that, then League of Legends came out. And after that, Dota 2 came out. Um, so Blizzard is really butthurt about that. Because they're like, oh, we missed out. Because Blizzard's answer was like Heroes of the Storm, which is a little bit too late, right? Too little, too late. And I don't think as many people played that, so... Um, they don't want that to happen again. So every single mod that you make of any their game is their property, which I guess that's fine. But you know that's also kind of like not treating your community very nicely after all the shit you've done to them lately. So, don't you have phones? Yeah, don't you have phones? So, <laughs> but anyway, that's that's about it. So do we have any projections as to when we're gonna be able to get outside of our houses? Has California said anything, Candyman? Because there's some guidelines, right, that have been put into place. I mean, California, it's already officially May, May 14th, and that's, you know, that's still a month out, so they could, you know, they'll, you know, they'll just wait until it's like a week or two out and change it again if they have to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right now it's May 14th. Okay. May fourth is that a, that's a hard no matter what or what or no 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 that's just the current we're but not getting out before May fourteenth and pray that they don't alter the deal further yeah. yeah but how's the curve looking in California um as far as I know it's been good so it's been stabilizing because uh, I mean Houston's actually doing pretty well all things considered I think we've done a good job at distancing. Uh, we took it seriously for from day one, and so we've kept it, you know, uh, somewhat under control, considering, you know. Uh, but I just looked up because there's a a thing a thing where you can look your look at your zip code, and so within our zip code, I think there's maybe sixty cases. So, I don't know. Is that a lot? I don't know. Sixty cases. I think so. Or no? Yeah, sixteen confirm sixty confirmed. Uh, Oh, this is scary. What? So I haven't, I haven't, I haven't looked at this lately because UCLA. I work for a medical center, so they send out stuff every day, um, and every day I've looked at the numbers, mm -hmm. and the numbers, honestly, the numbers haven't, you know, the the numbers haven't been high, and they've they've been very ste steady. But I'm just looking at the graph today on Google, mm -hmm. and today the new case is like a, a couple days ago the new cases was like. 500 and today it's like spiked the highest it's been yet 1758 holy crap so i mean that's the problem right we don't you don't you know you don't know like what's gonna happen and i mean i see people like i was i go out for a walk every day i went out walking today mm -hmm. 
Uh, I mean, I go, like I said, I go walking every day because I can't go to the gym. So all I really do is go walking. Yeah. And uh, I was walking. Um, I've been trying. I, I kind of gotten bored with my walking, so I've I've been like changing my path and kind of taking different different routes. And I've been kind of going. I've been trying to up my steps. I've been going further every time. Mm -hmm. And I took a different route today. Um, and I kind of wound up. I was trying to get to. I was kind of taking like a very roundabout path, but I was going to try to stop by the supermarket on the way home. Uh -huh. And I came out. I was off quite a bit, and I came out up north of the supermarket, which is basically I kind of intersected the. So so Westwood um, is a college town. It's basically kind of a square part of town, and the northern like third of Westwood is UCLA. Okay. And then like east of it, you know, east of it's Beverly Hills. West of it's like Brentwood. Um, south of it's like uh, Culver City. So, so I basically walked into like kind of towards into Beverly Hills, and then I turned north, and I wound up going way too far north, and I basically came out into UCLA campus, and I started. So I basically was like, "Oops, okay," and like I'm in campus, so I tried to go south and go back south along campus to kind of get back to the street where the store was. Yeah. And I was going by Frat Row, and there were like people out on the fucking deck, like you know, big group of people out on the deck, like you know, signing and stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, what the hell's going on? So that's a, that was the whole point of my long story. Is it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you all, you know, hanging out? Like, this is yeah, they're not taking yeah, it seriously. I, I don't, I don't think at all. Like in, in here, at least in Paris, they've been doing enough. Right now, I just send you a link mm -hmm. to a one of the most updated um, uh, websites that they have all the information. Right now, check on it whenever you can. Save it as a bookmark if you want. But if you go to the Harris County only, mm -hmm. there are above 3,000 cases. That's not, it's not 60. No, no, no. Uh, 60, I'm talking about our zip code. Oh. Not Harris County, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, our zip code has 60. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. But still, man. Harris, no, no, yeah, I, I know we have Harris a, yeah. County? Mm -hmm. As a county, you know. But Harris County is pretty right big, though. The center of Houston. Oh, uh, it got updated. Four thousand three hundred and six. Oh wow. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and just exactly how he was saying, I got out today so that I can get out some food and mm -hmm. grab some food. And I was seeing people out like nothing. Like oh. today was like norm a normal day. They're not social distancing. I don't know, man. Well, I, I, I leave my house maybe once a week, but that's just to grab food or whatever, and that's right. you know I don't I don't get I don't get right. close to anybody. I don't like people to begin with, so this is perfect for me. Like this hasn't changed my lifestyle at all. Uh -huh. But uh, so this is like what's happening right now. I I work from home. You know I you know do all my stuff from here. So yeah, this doesn't really impact me, and I'm lucky I know because it impacts everybody differently um but i this is my preferred way of living you know i kind of like a hermit and i you know i get out i play tennis i socialize every once in a while but it does take me energy to socialize in that way and um, you know in a way being able to work at home may, may have been a bad thing for me so because it allows me to do to just stay here and maybe not socialize as much as i should so but it is what it is i guess you know
Alright, all good. Okay, well, do you guys have anything to add? I think we're going to close it up because it's been already over two hours, I think. It's almost two and a half hours for a podcast. So, but, oh yeah, Josue, I mean to tell you, if you ever want to play a game or you see us playing something online, feel free to hop into whatever Discord channel we're playing it on. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, I don't know what games you have, but whether it's Vermintide or that new game that we got, which I already forgot the name of it again. I might yeah. check out the, the, the one that is like the medieval one. Well, that's that's a single player one, the right. No, no, no. Oh, the other one. The, the MMO. That one's called Ethan. What's that one called? Why can't I remember the name of that game? Gloria Victus. Yeah, Gloria yeah. Victus, and I will not remember that name in three seconds. <laughs> so, so yes, that game is that game's fun. It's gonna get. I think the MMO part of it is not as well done, but I think that it's gonna be more fun when we start like. Uh, Contesting people for like territory. I think that's where the real fun part of the game begins Also, yeah. the other thing that I think it's cool Which I know Candyman doesn't think it's cool is that when you fight other people and you die you randomly like lose some equipment Which I think that keeps you on your toes. You and don't that's randomly actually... lose the equipment. Oh, you don't? Oh, they pick it Yes. Well, that's Pulse of War, man. To me that, you know. So wait, what happens? When... I didn't say it was bad. I was just explaining how No, it no, works. no. I'm, I'm saying that Candyman didn't like it. Not that you didn't like it. Uh, that mechanic, yeah, whenever you fight somebody on PvP and you lose, they get to pick an item from your inventory to keep. So, But you'll, you'll have crafting, so you'll make doubles of whatever you take to a battle, so you make sure you can come back into the battle if like, they take your armor or your sword or, you know, or your bow or whatever. So, uh, But it's like real-time attacking and blocking. So whenever they attack, they'll give you a little symbol of which way they're going to attack. But they can cancel their attack and kick you. Same thing in Mordhau, you know, they can like faint that they're gonna attack and then cancel the attack and kick you instead. So, and when you get kicked, it interrupts whatever you're doing, I think, and then they just keep attacking and stuff. And um, there's a shield bash thing, but what I figured out is that you cannot equip your any other weapon in your hand to use a shield bash, which why would you just use the shield? I don't know. I st there, there's things about this game that I'm still trying to figure out. So. But I think it's going to be... I think there's things about the game that they're trying to figure out still. Yeah, well, it's in early access, in all fairness. You know, they're still figuring stuff out. But but it, uh, the graphics are decent. And uh, the gameplay is decent. Like Candyman says, the MMO quests are kind of stupid. Where it's just, like, right next to it and whatever. whatever. But, you know. Hopefully yeah, it's literally everything... You get a quest and then you walk like five feet and do it. It's like, why don't you just do it yourself? Yeah. It's like my daughter got kidnapped. She got taken by the bandits to their camp, but the camp's like five feet. Yeah, it's right here, camp. and I don't feel like going looking for them. And you know, and then you talk to a chicken or you kill a chicken, and you gain a level. You talk to an old man, you gain a level. You like trip on a rock, you gain a level. So, <laughs> but that, like I said, that's not where the meat of the game is. The meat of the game is coming. That's when you start contesting territories against the other factions. I really, truly believe PvP is where this game is going to shine. So, we'll see. I don't know how they're going to balance how people put their skills into stuff. Or if there's going to be, like, certain areas you can only PvP if you're within a certain level range with certain skills. No clue. So, anyway. So, okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up, guys. So, okay. thanks for uh, coming into the podcast. And uh, I should be putting it up out there in the next couple of days. And uh, should be fun. In the meantime, we'll play play more games, I guess. Yay! Yay! Play more <laughs> games! Play more games! 
Thank you for listening to the Mutant Donkey podcast. If you'd like to contact us, please send us an email at mutantdonkey at gmail.com. That's mutantdonkey with a three instead of an e at gmail.com. We will also put this email address in the show notes. Thank you.